Welcome to episode 92 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In the land of tornadoes. Ugh. Okay. Uh, this is Steve, a.k.a. Kilowaki. With the- me is Scott Prime. Scott Prime in the house. That is still here. I'm still here? Yeah. Luckily, all the bad weather has been tracking north of Knock, us by knocking on wood really fairly far away knocking on wood yeah yeah this is the <laughs> except well, for we, saturday we released the podcast <laughs> and we had a tornado hit us two days later no uh hopefully not yeah i was in texas and okay folks we're in oklahoma in the united states in more case you're oklahoma listening worldwide and um we've had a lot of like almost every night there's been some type of severe weather that could could make tornadoes yeah we, I mean, half the state shut down on Monday and techni- of last week. Technically, y'all got a tornado warning on Saturday. Is yep. that correct? Yes. Like, no watch, just boom. And the difference between tornado watch and t- tornado warning, watch means that a tornado might occur in your area, and a tornado warning means there is a tornado in your area. Right. So we did get a, watch, or a warning saying, there is a tornado, take shelter. And uh, Michael Brownstone was over here here with his buddy, and they were like, uh, "Is is that bad?" I'm like, "Okay, yeah, it's bad, but we're watching the news. We see it's not coming near us, and it's a it's a little baby tornado, right? So it's like a halfling tornado. If we're gonna luckily, put it in blood, blood bull terms, that's true. Yeah, luckily that one it's actually more like a snotling tornado. Yeah, you weren't really scared at all. Mm, a little bit." Only scared in the sense that it could possibly get bigger, and then that would well, be yeah, an issue. Well, yeah, they always start like a snotling tornado. Yeah. Uh, I was in Texas. But unfortunately, some... that one did. There was another one that hit El Reno. That was a lot bigger. And two people died, which yeah. is oh. unfortunate. I was in Texas with some friends. so yeah, You had a guy weekend where you left us so I we did. couldn't record or anything. I know. Well, and you the, went guy, with your the guys I went with are my... Probably my two oldest friends, and like I've known them the longest. Probably, I would say they are. Well, you said they're probably your oldest friends. Do you have older friends? Well, I was gonna make the joke of like they're my oldest friends in age and in how long I've known them, but then I realized I know older people, so Uh, I couldn't do the double joke and sound really cool. So now you just embarrassed me on my podcast. Our podcast, yeah, my podcast. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I've known Robert since, um, became good friends in sixth grade and then Gary about eighth grade. Yeah. So yes, I've known these guys for 30 plus years. And we've talked about them plenty because they're the ones who played Blood Bowl. Yeah, Robert's been on the podcast. He's been out at Oklahoma Bowl, but it's the type of friends where like, even though you don't see each other, maybe every week you get together and just. It's that good good friend humor where you like bag on each other and yeah. tease and you laugh and you carry on. And trust me, we are 100% different on almost every level, <laughs> uh, especially uh, just a lot of things. I'll just keep it at that without. Right. I don't want to cause conflicts. We all think differently about a variety of things. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. We get along. We have fun. Uh, we all have our roles. You know, Robert usually takes the brunt of all the force. Gary's the rich one. Um, and then, like, I'm the loud one. So yeah. we, we get along fine. <laughs> that, that, that actually sums it up perfectly. <laughs> no, we had a good time. The idea was is he, I think, truth be told, Gary wanted to get away for the weekend. And without 
a wife within driving distance. Yeah. So, or any actual responsibility because he had to finally turn off. He, he's pretty big up in his job and he got a million phone calls about his job because normally his calls from his job go to his phone filter through him. Yeah. And he finally had to turn off that app just so he wouldn't get inundated with calls. So I think part of it was getting out just to really totally disconnect. It's like when you hear people say, I want to go out to the cabin and disconnect. That was what it was for Gary. So Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I don't make a ton of money, but I don't ever think about my job unless I'm at my job. And even then, it's like 50% of the time. Right. And and he has to. I mean, that's just part of his job and stuff. And you actually basically spent the weekend at Madness Comics in Plano. (laughs) Yeah, we did. We had to... In the weekend, a little short on Sunday because I had to come back and work at Wizards because I couldn't find anybody to work for me. So we went to Madness Comics and uh, we played some board games. Not as many as I'd like. Yeah. But Robert's not really a board gamer. I think it's safe to say. Um, so when you're teaching non-board gamers game stuff, you know some things don't click as soon. Mm-hmm. You know because they're just not used to mechanics sure. and stuff like that. So we played. Um, Three games of Raiders of the North Sea, which is a great game. I know it's not this is not Blood Bowl related, but it really is a really good game. I'm not a huge uh, gamer either, but I really do enjoy that one. That game's really good, and especially um, with the expansions. Have you played it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I play. I played with all the was the two expansions or three. There's the one with the Mead Hall, mm-hmm. which I think is really good, and it can be added almost I right away because yeah. people can understand what what you do with that. And then there's the one where you fight the Jarls or they yeah. join your crew, which is really not that difficult either, but I didn't want to teach another component to new nah. people. So great game. We played a couple games of Death Path, and then we played a game of the Hellboy game. Death Path featuring your art. Featuring my art. Which so, has come out finally. Yeah. So if you're interested in that and missed a copy, I think you can go to Death Path. It's either deathpath.com or deathpaththegame.com. Just Google Death Path. You should be able yeah. to find it. Anyways, yeah. And we're on Game Board, Board Game Geek and stuff like that. So it's I don't know. so cool. Madness Comics is still, like, really awesome. And we call it Madness Comics, but it's Madness Comics and Games. And is that I what would say, the real name is? Yeah, it's... It's more games. 75%. <laughs> well, yeah. If you take a trip to Texas and you're in the Dallas area, take the time to drive over there for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Uh, they have a lot of stuff. Um, uh, we talk about how w- nice Wizards is because mm-hmm. Wizards is now three times the size that they used to be, and it's really nice. Madness is still every bit of three four times, or five, at least three times, if not four or five. Yeah, because well, they took over an old grocery store. Yeah, and Anyways. I've I've been going to that because you know my brother lives a block away. I know, and that store has been there. Since I've been going down there for like 25 years. Yeah, we've bragged about it before. On here, and it, so. it just started out so small and so cramped. And then just to see it grow, I'm like, dang. Yeah, we had a whole table to ourselves. Um, you know, we just wanted to play games just with ourselves. Uh, the Hellboy game was pretty cool. I haven't played it enough because people have been asking me. John Homer asked me. As I was say, the uh, Hellboy game is actually it has Blood Bowl created. By like, Needy Cat Games, which is James Hewitt and I think his friend, partner. I don't know. There's yeah. more than one person, but mainly James. James Hewitt, Hewitt did the Hellboy game. And um, and he helped with the 2016 rules. Right. And created Blitz Bowl. Correct. And I think kept us from getting the Blitz Bowl rules as the new 2016 <laughs> rules. Thanks, James. Yes, thank you. Um, for those asking about the Hellboy game, 
I really like it, but I haven't played it enough yet to decide like if the mechanics are just pretty cool and I love the theme. Yeah. Or if both of them are really cool. Hmm. It's a dungeon crawl game where it's a co-op. We played um, the, the same intro mission that me and Jennifer's played now. And me and Jennifer struggled fighting the frog monsters and the big confrontation with the big bad guy. But we've won every time. Mm-hmm. This time with Robert and Gary, we went through the whole mission blowing away the frog monsters. We took no damage. Um, we get to the final confrontation. Rolling lights out. There's a, a wild dice on it that has a skull on it. So it's yeah. Blood Bowl-esque in some ways. Skull's bad because it takes your highest um, hit dice away. Didn't roll any skulls. <laughs> For the next uh, it, the next six interactions that we had with the monsters, we rolled four skulls. Jeez. The, we took no damage from anything until the final confrontation, and the big monster wiped us out in four turns. <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. Done. You were there was the nothing eight, we could have done about it. You were the initial team sent in for recon, and then you got your asses wiped, and they send in the real people. Yes, I, I was Liz, uh, Gary was Hellboy, and Robert was, um, uh, he was Abe's, or no, he was Lobster Johnson. Yeah. Took no damage, got blown out. The guys were going like, is it really this easy? Because I don't know if this game's like, <laughs> does it get harder, Scott? And I was like. Trust me, we're rolling, yeah, we're rolling lights out. Law of averages say it should become more difficult. Mm-hmm. We got blown away. Never did one damage to the big bad guy. But anyways, still think it's pretty fun for those asking. I haven't played any other case files, so hopefully I can play it more. But to me, like I know we're going into board gamings, but I like to talk about this stuff. Sure. So if you played games like Shadows of Brimstone... Descent, all these dungeon crawl games. I think it's really better if multiple people read the rules. Therefore, if you miss something small, you know, I can say, well, yeah. let's go into this room. And you go, well, Scott, we got to do this first. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I hate being the only guy that really knows all the rules. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So um, my, I'm going to try to get Jennifer to really read over the rules now that summer started. And so we can play it more and see <laughs> if it, we really, really like it. You know, that's so. cool. It does not have a experience thing like um, Shadows of Brimstone, where you yeah. can gain experience and level up your guy. It's you're really just playing like this Hellboy case files, and it has all these case files okay. that operate the bad guys in the setup, which is pretty cool. So, hmm. anyways, it, it's worth a shot. I mean, that's cool. I got the Kickstarter version though. Yeah. So for the same price everybody else is playing at retail, I got a bunch of extra stuff. If it was retail, I look at the retail version now and I'm like, I don't know if I'd pay that much <laughs> because I got so much free stuff and extra cases. So. Well, that's why you go to Kickstarter. There's my Hellboy review on a Blood Bowl podcast. That's okay. Well, we haven't done much Blood Bowling. We really haven't. No. I mean, you're in the finals of our home <laughs> of our store league. I am in the finals. The uh, bad thing is, is everybody on the planet has fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah. Our, our poor store league, our is, store league on is on slash legs. It is. It's on um, life support. That's for dang sure. Yeah, and we we have to take a lot of the, the not credit, but blame, I guess. <laughs> well, that's, um, that's how you want to look at it. Exactly. Uh, we have not really promoted it well. We've done demo days or anything. and There's a really lot of... just need someone else to run it, and then we can just play in it. I think it's a little bit of Blood Bowl fatigue. Oh, that's I, true. I see that in you lately. Oh, yeah. 
since since Oklahoma Bowl, you have like very little interest in actually playing a long three hour game. No, Blood Bowl. I mean, Oklahoma Bowl just wiped me out. It'll be fine. I've played some demo, not demo. I've played some practice games with Hess. I just okay. need to get back on the ball. And when I we think go every to, every game you play a lot of yeah. has those moments. I'm finding that right now in Super Show, the wrestling card game. Yeah, I love it. I like talking about it, I like seeing new products. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, right now, if you said, "Let's get together and play Super Show," I'd rather play something else. Well, it's also the fact that did Oklahoma Bowl doing two podcasts, trying to get a team ready for the World Cup, trying to get stuff taken care of on that side, and then, you know, little things on the other sides, just like, this is all I'm doing. No, I I get it. Now, I know we're going to talk about, I think we're talking about this later, seeing the new stuff getting ready to come out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have it. Actually has me excited, and I'll talk about more why later, because we are talking about that later, right? Yeah, actually, we'll take, dude. Talk about the breakdown of the episode now. We will be discussing in the first segment the Blood Bowl Magazine 2 from the old days. Then the second segment is going to be talking about what we're taking to 3 Die Brawl and the tournament after that. Which so, so, be honest, are you looking forward to going to 3 Die Brawl to play Blood Bowl or just to get away? To get away and see the new store. But I will enjoy playing as well. That's exactly how I feel right now. It's like, yeah. I just want to get away from all the kids in life Mm -hmm. and just enjoy it. (laughs) And then like, if we play blood bowl, great, you know? So, yeah. Um, but then also having critter cup gamma or whatever it is, which is a using the world cup rules on Sunday. I want to talk about that. And then the last segment is just going to be going through a hodgepodge of stuff, news and new announcements and games and all that stuff. Rumors, rumors. Yep. Speculations and, we know about the rumor for our uh, podcast. We'll we'll address that. What? In that segment. You haven't heard this? What? No. I'm, we'll keep it to ourselves then. We'll what? address it then. I'm pretty sure he's just pulling your legs, people. Why would I do that to people? <laughs> because you think somehow they're going to tune out? They might. They're not going Somebody to. Somebody was about to turn this off and they're like, what? There's a rumor. Well, At the very I'll... least, they're going to fast forward to that part and listen. I guess. And then they're going to be like, man, this guy's just like everybody else. That was just a teaser. This is just like watching Survivor, and they take a commercial break. I hate those reality shows. Oh, because they lead into it so much? I mean, I get what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Build the suspense and then go to commercial. Build the Smith, yeah. But we'll do that when we get back. And then they come back, and then they don't do stuff. Well, we will be back, and we will do stuff. But we do have our version of a commercial. Yay. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Welcome back, and this month we're going to be talking about Blood Bowl Magazine 2, or the official Blood Bowl Magazine issue 2. This is the one with the pretty cover from the um, campaign book from second edition. Yeah, it is, isn't it? See, I'm trying to think when this came out. Um, this doesn't really have a... In- it doesn't have a published date on it? Not really. So this was probably 2000. 2000-ish? That's yeah. That's what I was going to say. 
crazy. Um, this is officially from GW, right? Oh, yeah. Head Fanatic, Jervis Johnson, production Warwick yeah, yeah. Kinraid and Andy Hall, cover design Warwick Kinraid, cover art Fangorn, and proofreading Darius Hinks, hmm. who missed something, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Not to throw the guy under the bus, but throwing you under the bus. Andy Hall, he's one of the guys who wrote a story in the Blood Bowl book. That is very true. So He's been doing stuff for a long time and continues to do stuff. I like these... Um, I know we have this in the Spike magazine, but I like these old one magazines because they have stuff that like like they kit bashed, you know. Oh, for the figures? Yeah, yeah. Like that skeleton whirling that football around up there. That was oh, some yeah. fantasy figure. Didn't even notice. Yeah. So, in the magazine, if you open the cover, there's like a lot of the second and third edition stuff. There was painted miniatures and stuff where they show off like this is what you could do mm -hmm. and they show a lot of little kit bash things they show a head coach a orc head coach and a squig and some little goblins and even a halfling that's tied up with chains yeah, i don't so, know what that's supposed to be uh not players but counters for the oh the captured halfling. it does say captured halfling is used as a turn counter while the devilish goblin is the score counter the squid it, squig is the team mascot could have just read that but yeah well you could have read that but i didn't but you didn't so um, this is the second issue came out after the first obviously and in the first they did talk about the fourth edition rules and uh, so basically jervis is talking about the blowback that they got from that a lot yeah. of changes and too much i guess yeah some people i mean there were gaffes that they made and things that people didn't like i guess the main thing was the implementation of appearance fees. And appearance fees were when you got to 51 star player points, you had to pay a certain fee to that player, or otherwise they wouldn't take the pitch. Because at that point, they were not considered a rookie or a veteran, they were yeah. considered a star player. So it's kind of like um, an early implementation of spiraling expenses. Okay. And a lot of people didn't like that. So they came up with an idea, and... Jervis is all about it because he wants to keep the big teams from destroying other teams. So this is kind of a way to do that. And I, this is also before they had a lot of inducement stuff that could offset things. So now you could run three different types of leagues. Monty Hall, H-A-U-L, which is no fees. And they actually named it after, let's see what it says. As an aside, the term comes from the name of a 50s chat show host notorious for giving away big prizes and was coined in the 70s for D&D dungeons stuffed with huge hordes of gold and magic items. So like Monty Hall from Let's Make a Deal. It was called the Monty Hall of like we can yeah. get as unlimited treasures mm -hmm. as we want. Meaning sky's the limit on your team. Yeah. Okay. Which I didn't realize that Let's Make a Deal was in the 50s, I guess. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, the older I get and find out certain things, like it didn't seem that long ago when mm -hmm. you were in the eighties Yeah, and now it seems long ago when you're in the 2020s almost. Well, 30 years before 89 was 1959. That was really weird. But 30 years from today was 1989 and you're like, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then they have the laissez-faire leagues where they don't use... Well, the, excuse me. They do. 
Yeah, but it's a reduced pain level. Pain, but it's way reduced, yeah. And then the balanced, which is, you know, his way of saying, this is what you should do because it's balanced. <laughs> What's funny is, is, can you imagine in our league, we don't have anybody up here yet. I think we had like two players in the whole league back in the day that had over 100 star player points. Yeah. I think it was Anthony Baumeyer's one of his skinks or something mm-hmm. like that. But can you imagine playing like, if I had to play with my pro elf team, I had two players over 51. I would have had to pay in the balanced because it'd be 25 gold pieces, 25,000 gold pieces each. Yeah. Just to play those characters, I'd have had to have 50,000 gold pieces. Every game. In the laissez-faire Boy. league, I'd have had to play 30. I would have a lot of journeymen on my team yeah, to keep much. those star players. But I guess that would balance out like... And again, this is the whole thing of this is... Um, there are, they've been making attempts since this time and probably before then to try to keep the high value teams from destroying the new ones. Mm-hmm. And inducements are nice, but it doesn't keep the other teams from just staying where they're at. And this was an attempt to try to settle that. And now we have redrafting, which is just annoying. <laughs> well, it's a lot of paperwork, that's for sure. I mean, it's good. It's just, yeah, it's annoying. Uh, they also go ahead and clarify when skills are declared, pretty much the same as they are now. Yeah, it feels weird even leaving, looking at this because it's like, uh, that's obvious. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was probably rules rules lawyers back oh, then. Oh, yeah. Uh, it does state that you have to declare right stuff, which I don't see why you'd have to. But uh, they do have horns in here stating that you do have to make one square of movement before you can use horns. So yeah, this that, is where that came from. Yeah, that was an old thing. Yeah. Well, when I first started showing you guys Blood Bowl, I remember your Canoe Gap Giants or whatever, your mm-hmm. Chaos team, you happened to kind of like, well, I'm going to break away so I can try to get the plus one yeah, but I'll tackle your guy. But I would do it. Right. I, I was well, sure. Or at least I would attempt to. I still think that's a great rule. I, I do too. I mean, like, fluff-wise, it makes sense because yeah. you're using your horns to gain momentum. You need to run to gain momentum with your horns. Yeah. But it is what it is. So. Yeah. It's not like I've been going, like, ever since they changed the horns rules, I could really tell a difference. hmm Which I can't. So. I guess it's just to help out chaos. I don't really know. There's probably a reason they changed it, but we don't know. Sure. Uh, let see. There's a ton of corrections, though, he has in here. The fourth edition corrections. I'm not going to read over them. I'm just saying. Right. It almost tells me that they just threw a bunch of stuff in and didn't really think about it. Or maybe didn't playtest it. Is that possible? There's a big difference between playtesting people who know the game. Versus And know what you want. (laughs) Versus rules lawyers or people who, you know, don't exactly aren't clear because of how it was written or something. Yeah, quite a bit of stuff here. And they talk about, you know, the demon teams, the Bretonian teams and stuff like that. So I guess I should really just accept corn and Bretonian teams. They've been around for a long time. Even though I don't think they're needed. So <laughs> uh, There's more discussion on traits and skills. It's just a weird concept to have the differences. Yeah. I also talk about secret weapon tables, which is kind of neat because you could have a an Amazon team use a chainsaw guy. Yeah, they can be used. 
Yeah, you could, I could give a poison dagger to an Amazon, mm-hmm. and it costs ten k. Yeah, this is also where they took off the death roller and the ball and chain from the secret weapon list and put it onto the actual rosters themselves. Because before then, you could add those to any team too. Hmm. Well, not I guess any <laughs> team, but specific teams. So here it's listed the chainsaw for sixty uh, k, for Amazon dark elf goblin. Dwarf, human, or chaos, chaos, dwarf, undead, Norse escape. I would love to have a chainsaw dark elf guy. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. It would be crazy. I mean, it'd be fun from a fluff standpoint. I don't know if it'd be great from a realistic standpoint. Yeah, but for that cost. And the poison dagger, Amazons, dark elf, human, chaos, lizard men, and skaven. It's pretty cool. Pogo stick, just the goblins. Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody else wants that. Do you see what is stink? Stink? Yep. Oh, two different types of bombs. Yeah, that's right. Explosive and a stink bomb. Yeah, I think that caused like bonehead or something. Hmm. I think we went over it last time, but it's been a while. That's pretty cool. Snotling and goblins could have stink bombs. Very yeah, neat. This, this was actually back when snotlings were their own team as well. Uh, there's a couple pages of the 4th edition Q&A because he's probably had a ton of questions after this. Yeah, and I think this is the first time they mentioned that this is the gold edition as opposed to the 4th edition. Because some people call it the gold edition rules. Okay. The gold edition is what they put up on the website for free. Because this is back when GW was like, hey, we want people to play this game. <laughs> so we will take all the rules and put them on the website for free so that you can get in and start playing. I miss the Blood Bowl forums on the GW's page. Yeah, exactly. Back when I started. Oh, yeah. the uh, On the traits table, mm-hmm. uh, always hungry is the country. Always hungry. So that was the mistake that the guy made. Oh, good for you, Steve. Well, it's kind of, you know, obvious. Then they had a ad for Death Zone. And this is actually just the rule book instead of the whole game. Because you could actually buy just the rule book of Death Zone. Back so do you have this copy of Death Zone, which is just the rule book? I think it's just the rule book. Like, I don't think there's any changes to it, to my oh, understanding. okay. So it's the same thing you already have. Yeah. It's just not in the box. It was in the Death Zone box, right. <clears throat> okay. If there is a difference to it, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure it was just them. Because at this point, Blood Bowl was a mail-order-only game. Okay. It wasn't in the stores. So it didn't make sense for them to relaunch the whole thing at the high price, but they figured they could at least do the rules. And so, you know, again, GW being smart, like, hey, if you want the rules, we will let you buy them. Um, and then it cost 10 pounds back in the day. Which is what, 20 bucks? Yeah, yeah, probably at the time. It's like 15, 20, something like that. So then on page 10, it introduces fourth edition special play cards. Right, and in the death zone before, you had special play cards. I guess there was a lot of problems with them. Some weren't balanced, some were just wrong. So he, he Jarvis wanted to go out of his way to make a way for you to play with special cards without having the box. So we've got different tables in here of, let's see, well, we've got dirty trick, random events, magic spells, and pre-match preparations. Man, these look like maybe something we should look through yeah, and see if they work today. A lot of them are the same ones that were used in the game, okay. like in uh, the previous edition. Hmm. And they're each on a, a 
Dirty random six, special D6 D6 roll and pre-match preparation special plays. What huh. do you what do you call a D6 D6 roll? D66 roll, I yeah. guess. That's what I would call it. Seems like there should be another name for it, but I guess not. There might be. We've always called it a D66. A 2D6 roll or a D66? Just D66. Okay. Yeah. That's how we always did it. I don't know if that's right, but that's what we always called it. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, it's funny because when he's talking about the special play cards, he says that they were left off the Italian version because the Italian GW people never used them, so they didn't bother. <laughs> and it's like the head of the Italian GW and the head of the game development in Italian GW both refused to use the cards, so they didn't use them. <laughs> Didn't put them in the box. That's so weird. They're like, well, why waste our paper? Pretty much. Do this, dude. I love this. Look at this. The magic uh, spells special play table. Yeah. Thirteen fourteen is Scut's deluge of despair. I think that was really an ode to me. Okay. I know they spell it S C U T T, but it's really close to Scott. Okay. Use it at the start of the opponent's turn. The opposing players have their own movement halved, rounding down for the rest of the turn. That sounds good. I'm pretty sure that a lot of these are just named after people they know. I think it was named Magic after... Magic Hand of Jark Longarm. No, I think these were named after me. Yeah, I don't think you're a Jark Longarm. You're a Jark. This is not up for debate. <laughs> the Grasping Tentacles of Alton Son. So, did you just pick one of these tables? Is this how this worked? Or did you... You had to roll a D6 to see if you even get one. Oh, okay. And get how many you get, I guess. And then you rolled. Oh, you picked the table you wanted, though? Is that how that worked? That's what I was asking. Each coach rolls a D6 to decide if they can use a special play. If the coach rolls a 6, he can use a special play that match. And on a roll of 1 through 5, he may not. So it's just kind of a random thing that... Before each game, you both roll, and if you get a six, you can get one of the cards. Then you pick which one, and yeah, pick yeah, which table. Yeah, but you have the tables. That's what I'm saying. Do you pick a table you want? Yeah. yeah you pick there the are four table different special plays table, and you can choose which one to roll on. You can divide the number of rolls you have as you wish between the different tables. So how do you get more than one? In a league, it is possible for a coach to receive bonus special plays. Look up the difference between the two teams' team rating on the handicap table on page 19 of the Death Zone rulebook. Okay, I was trying to say, there was old rules yeah, for... Yeah, handicaps. Your handicaps, okay. That but makes see, so much sense. Back in the day, you had handicaps, but you didn't have really inducements. Right. So that's why they were trying to implement those, you know, having to pay per appearance fees to try to keep the bigger players sure. from destroying you. They are trying to get people to spend their money, too, I guess. Well, probably that too. Well, There's a little bit of everything. So then we get to page 18, A League of Their Own by Andy Hall. These are experimental rules for increased team management and revenue of teams with a rating over 300. This is interesting because it has sponsors, a way to get more winnings, and a special events chart that happens after a game. And this also has the ability where you can, what they call, peak a player, and you just stop them from earning star player points. They hit their max. Yeah. They're done. Because you don't want them to get... There's no other skills that would be good for them, so you don't want the increased team value. You just put a stop on them and go. That's pretty cool. It is interesting. I guess once you do that, they're done, though, huh? Yeah. You can't, you can't uncancel un it. Unpeak them? 
let's see, the sponsorships, there was Bloodweiser, Necromancer's Broadcasting Circle, Orchidus, Association of Broadcasting Conjurers, Bugmans, Mountain Brew, Talismans R Us, Wreckers Guild, Dungeon Keepers Guild, the Ilthramar Republic, uh, the Ilthramar Reproduction Company, and many more. Hmm. This is really cool. And then after the game, you roll 2d6 to see what type of events you get. And there are good ones and there are bad ones. This is one of those things that, like, if I didn't have a lot of responsibility, I'd want to use, like, every one of these little rules. <laughs> yeah. But now that I'm older and, like, have too much other crap to worry about, it's like, I just want to play and not worry about all this stuff. You know what GW really should invest in? An app that you could buy. That does this for you? Does all the roles and everything for you. Or at least tells you what to do. So, like, after a game, this is how you do your your tables for X, Y, the sponsorships, the the pitches and all that. So, if they want... I know they don't do death zones anymore or whatever because yeah. we go to the magazines. This is very interesting, though. Like, this option of this league with the peeking out people and all this pre- or after-match stuff. I mm-hmm. like this. Can I... Can you... Let's pick one. Uh, if you rolled a six on your after, was it after seasonal? Is it once a season, once per game? Boozy night out, number six. One of your players has gotten to a tavern brawl and is now injured. Randomly pick a player, then roll on the serious injury table and apply the result. Now, yep. other people would hate this in their league. Yeah, it's after the game. so I could hear Chance and Drew whining that it's really unfair that this chart <laughs> has just something random in it and there's nothing I did so that's that's the reason I lost is because there was nothing I did this boozy night out caused one of my players to get hurt but I think this is cool fluff wise now it's only if you roll a 6 on a d6 that you have to roll on one of these Okay, so it's not horribly bad still it's pretty neat Golly, maybe we should do this for our league. See, nine. The preseason training has been even more rigorous than normal. You may gain an extra reroll. This little section, folks, which is only a few pages, yeah, is really worth reading through. It allows a different way of doing a league instead of just starting 12, off. Team Shop. Being the enterprising coach, you have set up a store where eager fans can buy the team's strip and other merchandise. Add D6 times uh, uh, 10, 10K. To your treasury. Love that. Yeah. This is so fluffy. I'm going to probably, I'm going to push for these in our league if we ever have, if our league survives. Well, it's you, me, and (laughs) maybe one other person. So, (laughs) yeah. I'm pretty sure we could make that pass. (laughs) This is, I love the sponsor stuff because this, this is good fluffy stuff. Yeah. And it's not too game breaking. No. Except you roll and kill somebody. But yeah. Uh, here's number five. I want to read one more because these are really good. Your fans really hate one of your players. Randomly determine one of your players. Whenever you play him, you must minus your fan factor by one. This is not a permanent decrease and only applies when the player's on the pitch. <laughs> God, that is awesome. Ooh. Steve, how if we were using these mm-hmm. and you've made up your own fluff about auction Jackson. Yeah. Everybody hates him because he's so cocky. <laughs> he just randomly what if he that. randomly got this? How fitting would that be? <laughs> That'd be amazing. You would love that. Oh, you yeah. would chuckle on the inside and go, yes. And yeah, th- it being a fan factor doesn't really hurt because 
I think they do they mean fame? Because if it's not permanent, then it doesn't affect anything, right? Well, they have to mean fame. I I'm not sure because I don't remember the rule set up. In oh, 2000. that's true. Yeah, but for nowadays, I would say fame. Right. Because then it would be better. It might mean fan factor. So when you put them out there, it's not that big of a deal. But like if your fans went from, let's say you rolled a 15 and I rolled a 16. Yeah. When I put my mean player out there, now it goes down to a 15. Therefore. But those rolls have already happened pregame. That's what I'm saying. It it probably was just different back then. Okay. I, I really don't know. I'm sure it had an effect, though. But, see, I love this stuff. This is when Blood Bowl becomes not a tournament game. It becomes a sports role-playing game. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And this is the stuff, like, oh, this is this is good. So the next thing that is in here is The Little Leagues by Carl Brown, who is one of the original Blood Bowl playtesters from 93. And the first one is The Human Pub Teams. This is how they explain it. There are numerous pubs, taverns, inns, and drinking holes scattered across the cities of men. Many of them have their regulars, and it is these diehards that make up the teams. Unfortunately, these same men are not the most athletic species of the human or specimens of the human race, and then tells you how to make them. So it's a much smaller team. It's just humans. You can only have, I think it was uh, 750k to start, max 14 players, only two positionals allowed. At hmm. all. No wizards or monsters or stars. This sounds very similar to what street balls become. Hmm. Uh, all players have niggling okay. to represent them being not so rugged. Well, in, in street ball, when you break your armor, you take a... It's a plus one to your injury roll, too? I've never played street ball. Okay. So I don't really I, know. I haven't played it either, but reading the from memory of the rules, that's what I think it is. Oh. <clears throat> okay. Uh, this also has a really great Pete Nifton art in here with a whole tavern full of people and a dwarf in the background peeing. Is this Pete? The, um, it is Pete's art, um, but he's not represented there. So we've got, I asked him who all was there, and he's got Jervis, Jay Blanche, Russ Tamman, Wayne England, um, but he doesn't remember who the guy in the back is. Oh, so this is all the the locals. Yeah. Yeah, as the people he probably went to the pub with and drank all the time huh. from GW. And yeah. You can obviously tell they're people that he knows because their faces just look too good. Oh, they're really good. Man, I want Pete to just lock him up in a cage and draw for me. <laughs> uh, it also goes into the Goblin Tribal Leagues. Um, isn't there a thing on Fumble about Oh, no, they have the Goblin Stunty, Stunty Leagues, League. but they yeah. spell League like different. Right. But uh, uh, This one's sort of similar. 750K, no wizards, monsters. You can have up to four secret weapons. Uh, you, this one, you can only choose the dirty trick cards. The other one is only the random events. All the bribe, the refs are treated as rerolls. Goblin refs, so there are no send-offs or fouls. You have a bad field, so you fail go for it. It's on a one, two, or three. Hmm. It's interesting that they say that it's they're not good with the rules of the ball. So you get a touchdown when you enter the end zone, even if not holding the ball. But only count if at the end of the half with who's in it. So basically, you don't have to have the ball to score. 
you need someone to be in the end zone at the end of the half. And the players are trying not to get pushed off the field by lurking in the end zones early. I love this. I know I shouldn't, but if you're going to play the bunch of dumb goblins, run by dumb goblins Mm -hmm. with ref dumb goblins, them just being in the end zone would be an accomplishment to them. So I get it. Again, this is more sports role playing than trying to, you know, take the best people in the world and see who's the best blood bowl player. Yeah. It's just fun, dumb fun. This is good. Then we've got an article about tournaments, a practical guide by Matthew Brown. So who's that a picture of? That is um, Jim Johnson. Okay. So why underneath that does it say, well, hi there, sports fans. I am Bob Bobson, and welcome to another thrilling match. Tonight's game pits the sparkling talents of the Galadriath Gladiators against the Snottingham Snot Sniffles. That's a snotling team, folks. I think that's self-explanatory, Jim. So, I think someone didn't realize that Bob Bifford's name was Bob Bifford, and they put him as Bob Bobson? <laughs> so, that's just... Or, or um, you know, maybe it's just been changed. Is, is Bobson his middle name? Uh, is his stage name? You're going to have to accept there's so many little iterations of Blood Bowl. And some people like you accept that, like, our league is just a minor league in the big scheme of the world. Yeah. And some people think their league is the main league in the in the world, mm-hmm. of the fantasy world. There's just a bunch of different universes. You're just going to have to accept that. I'm fine with that. This is the, the Jarvis verse <laughs> or the Nifton verse. However you want to look at it. Uh, this whole article. And so maybe in this universe, Bob Bobson. <laughs> <laughs> Bob. Well, the other guy's named Jim Johnson. So maybe this is Bob Bobson. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, for all your minute. Your miniature manufacturers are putting out fake versions of Bob Bifford. Just name him Bob Bobson. There you go. Uh, like I said, this article is just about running a league. It's not really anything too exciting. No, not really at all. It's a league. I mean, no. <laughs> you can get, I mean, probably at the time, there's probably people that, you know, weren't on the forums. It was like, I wonder how to run a league. And then they read this and they're like really happy. Yeah. And then move on. But... You pretty much know how to do all that, so we'll just skip that. I like the Nuffle News thing where it talks about their GWHQ league. Yeah, at the GW headquarters, their own league. And it's by Rob Murphy. I don't know if he's still around. Maybe. He does run the league. He states that in autumn of 2000, so we know this was before or after then, excuse me, the league had 50 coaches. Then the winter one had 40. Autumn had nearly 300 games, winter almost 200. That's crazy. He won the league, and he came up with the appearance fees to limit high-end teams for being dominant. I guess they had three leagues going on at once. They had a championship league, a spike league, and a Blood Bowl Cup one. And due to the number of games, came up with different ways to figure points, because I guess this was just a completely open league. You could play whenever you want, however you want. Okay, so some that explains. So some guy would get, you know, 40 games in versus someone else who gets 10 games in. But to find out the rankings, they took the number of games won, divided by the number played, and multiplied it by 100. 
and then you get one point per goal differential. So if you scored 14 points and they scored four, you'd get an extra 10 points. Is this the team rating thing then? Yeah. Okay. And then you get one point for every five casualties caused. So it's just a neat little way to switch up how you do it. So this actually could be really good for like a, a big league. So if you have 40 people in your, you know, like Thunderbolt, isn't it Thunderbolt up in Canada? Thunderbolt? I forget. What are they called? I think it's called Thunderbolt. Okay. It? I forget. So, so, yeah, I can't. But they talked about having more people. Uh, so if you ever have a giant league, this might be one of those ways of actually getting it taken care of. And they at least did it, so it should be good. I would think. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I, w I want everybody to notice that if you have this book and you pull it out, on page 34, they go through their NAF League Championship. And the champions for the first league is... You know, the Red Death Cavaliers, and then the Middenheim Manglers. Mm -hmm. Then for the Spiky Magazine Trophy, they have the Hinor Hawks, and then the Red Death Cavaliers. And you notice that these names are not like a Norse with no name. I assume you've stopped before you've said well, this, the repossessed. Yeah, I just realized, well, there's only one team. So there is a repossessed, which is terrible. What about Red Death Cavaliers? That's not typically one you would like. But it could be from a region called Red Death. I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect. Oh, that's, that's I'm not true. saying it's perfect. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is it's not a phrase. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. That's, that's the main thing I'm trying to get along here, is it's not a phrase. It's they, not, you're going to get your comeuppance. Get it? Comeuppance? <laughs> and they're short guys, so they're halflings. Get it? They're short. You're going to get your comeuppance. That's my team I'm taking to through that brawl. It, it's also cool they have the Nuffle News in here, which I guess was their own in-house news magazine. Yes, that's, I was going to talk about this. This reminds me of back when I was kids and we did the Blood Bowl Illustrated, which uh, was just drawing pictures of Blood Bowl and then slapping Blood Bowl Illustrated on it. But still. <laughs> someone has to have all of these. They need to get them scanned. Yes. That would be amazing. It, and they need to put it in a, like a magazine format, and I would buy it from them. Would you? This, well, if it was yeah. like a Spike magazine, and it was 12, 15 bucks, and it was nothing but this, yeah, I would read it. Yeah. I mean, it's from the guys who play tested it. There's got to be some That's good true. fluff in there. There might be some repossessed people, which I wouldn't care so great for, but there's got to be some other good stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, they at least have the art and everything. Mm -hmm. It's professionally done. Well, if you look at one of the newsletters here, too, that shows pictures of them playing, I would love this. Mm -hmm. But again, we're talking about fantasy role-playing versus just the game. And I know there's a big difference, and I'm fine with both sides of it. So, um, Always check with Andy, see if he still has it. Well, we could, I mean, the worst thing he says is no. Right. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the magazine here. Um, page 36, what a howler. This is a converted werewolf team. Mm -hmm. So I got to be honest, I didn't read this at all. So is this about converting the werewolves? Yeah, it's just a conversion. Just talk article. About, okay. Does he talk about the West Side werewolves here? No, they are the Baskerville Howlers. Okay. But did they talk about like the West Side werewolves from second edition being a werewolf team anywhere? No, I don't think so. I think he was just 
I mean, obviously he was... Scanning over it, I didn't see it either, so... Yeah, he was inspired by that, I'm sure. See, but I like this, too, because they're encouraging, like, hey, if you really want this team, here's what we used. Well, it's also the hobby aspect, which is cool. Right. And I would like... I will address that later when we talk about some hodgepodge stuff. Sure. And then we have the Bedford Files, pages from the sketchbook of Mark Bedford, who designed a lot of the figures from this era including the tree man oh uh, yeah um the one that has like the wooden like barrel chest barrel i don't know how to describe them i would say your traditional shoulder pads it? those are like barrels so what is he considered mr miniature guy is he the fifth edition tree man? Uh, no it's the fourth, fourth it's fourth edition yeah okay this is all fourth edition stuff okay this is like <laughs> threads in here yeah Threads in the thread models in here, the lizard men sketches. Those this, are so awesome. I would love this too. Oh, I, yeah. I would love to see this in the Spike magazine, like concept sketches. Yeah. If you wanted and, to expand it or put some, let's say you are doing a team and you don't want to make up just some silly rule just to fill up pages. Yeah. Like sometimes we question, like, why do they even bother with this? You could put something like this in here. I find, as an artist, I found this stuff really interesting. Yeah, and just to see behind the scenes and everything is awesome. Yeah. Anyways, that's cool. And then, of course, we have letter pages so, and letter pages. Um, one of the letters is from Paul Deacon, who mentions turning players 90 degrees to show that you've used them. Is he the Deacon from 3 Die Brawl? I knew I recognized the name, but I couldn't tell you where it was from. I don't know. We'll, we'll ask Chanson Drew later. And then they've got a guy named Wolfgang who mentions a different way to do fouls. So I like this idea because currently they were well, at the time they were using the I got my eye on you. Right. So whenever you fouled, the ref looks at you but doesn't look at the opponent, and then blah blah blah. Which makes it harder to foul because he's watching you. Yeah. Or a higher percentage chance you get caught. So this you had a sliding scale which had so. Think of it in front of you. It has a two, three, four, five, six, five, four, three, two. Okay. And on each edge is a minute, you know, a whichever team token. it is. Okay. Then the referee starts at a six. So if you foul and you roll, only on a six do you get called out. But if you fouled, now it moves closer to your side, so it's at a five. So if I foul, it's still a six, I get called out, but you get called out on a five or six. So if you if you foul again before I do, now it's a four. If you mm. foul again before I do, now it's a three. So the more you do it, the easier it is for you to get called out. Okay. But it doesn't toggle back and forth like I it, guess it used to. Right. It will move. Like if you're at a three and then I foul, it would then go up to four because it's moving one step on the scale. So, for example, the, the token starts at the six. I foul you three turns in a row. Right. It goes to a five on my side, a four on my side, and a three on my side. Right. And I've not fouled at any point. So yours is still a six because mm -hmm. your token's on six. That always six always gets caught. Yeah. Okay. But then the moment I foul, it moves yours up one step easier. Yeah, it makes yours one harder. Well, no, it's still the same for me because I haven't fouled as many times. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm still the more dirty team. Mm-hmm. In this. So he's still watching you more. But it allows kind of a equality to the fouling. I gotcha. So if you do want to foul, go ahead. But eventually you're going to get called out every single time, pretty much. Hmm. That is pretty neat. Yeah. It's, 
I think I still like the way it is currently on the doubles. Oh, I think I like. I think that's pretty good. It just seems like I roll that more than other people, so I hate it. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Uh, we got this dugout. This is like one page of. What is this? So the dugout is essentially telling you all where, the rules that are out. What's and where new? To find them. And what's experimental still, and what's unofficial. So you can see where stuff is, and if it's official or not, which is very cool because at the time, you know. You've got 4th edition rules. You've got extra time from the Blood Bowl magazine. You've got stuff from the competition books. Or, excuse me, the compendiums. And then, what's JNL? I forget. Oh, the journal. Mm-hmm. So, Warhammer Journal and all that. So, it tells you where to find all these articles. And then, if you have them, if they're unofficial or official. That's neat. And pretty much any of the articles was unofficial. <coughs> And when I was younger, some of my favorite pages in all White Dwarf magazines or anything Blood Bowl related or GW, where you could order stuff. And then I'd fantasize about like, oh, if, <laughs> if I had, only, you know, like when I was 14, 15, if only I had $20, I'd send it off and get these 25 miniatures, but I don't have $20. And now miniatures are like $40 each from Forge World. Yeah. So about that, the new releases on this page. They have the Amazon head coach and the Amazon cheerleader B. They are each two pounds each. I know. I look at this <laughs> and have that fantasy of like, if I put a check in the in the envelope <laughs> and I send it to them, would they send this back and honor this magazine? You can get the dark elf, the elf, the orc, the chaos, the dwarf, and the human cheerleader all for 10 bucks. Otherwise, they're two bucks each. Not all. Oh, yeah. yeah all the cheerleaders for 10 bucks. Yeah, 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, 10 pounds, yeah. And the Bull Centaur, 8 pounds. Crash Neck, 8 pounds. Tree Man, 10 pounds. The Troll, Ripper. 8 pounds. Well, specifically Ripper. Ripper, Bull Rot, yeah. Head Splitter. And more, 8 pounds. Ugh. Yeah. Oh. If only. Yeah, good stuff. And, and that- then a complete list of Blood Bowl stuff. Oh, rules, yeah. compendiums, humans, back catalog oh, humans. Even you can get separate little miniatures. Mm-hmm. Wow, good stuff, man. Gregor Meissen. What? Well, it says specifically Gregor Meissen. I know, and that's where the controversy oh, yeah. happened, started. Yep. So that, cool. That's when that model got changed. Look, uh, more then, pictures on the back of the werewolf team, which are, you can definitely see are... And some of the models you can tell are really converted orcs. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yep. And then um, an orc team and a human team. So good stuff. The Tief Crushers. The Tief Crushers. Definitely from their league. And so is the Middenheim Manglers. So. Yeah. Good stuff, though. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, like I said, these old magazines are hard to find for the most part. The first two issues are not that hard to find, I don't think. Because I think these went to stores. They weren't that bad. Uh, I know I have these issues. After this is when I have some, but not all. Yeah, after this, they start going to mail order. They were 12. They were 12. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have all 12. One day I need to just see which ones I need and start looking for them. They're not easy to find. Oh, I believe that. Uh, I was able to get mine from Johnny, so that helped. Yeah, getting them all as a bundle Mm -hmm. for a great deal. 
on somebody who hates Blood Bowl? Was Including it? a signed copy one from Jervis. Did you get Pete to sign it? No, I didn't. That's <laughs> eh, fine. I know, but we're so stupid. We had the guy I, that we likes art I in have our house. Action Jackson staring at me right here. I know. I've got original art. I don't need signatures. I know, but it'd be just cool to say you did. To have those two guys yeah. on sign on the same piece would be amazing. Yeah. Man, you blew it. If anyone has a copy of the first edition of rules from the brown box, I would like one of those. <laughs> you should say that in the shout outs instead of here. Then, well, I'm just saying that I could get signed by like Mark Gascoigne or something. <laughs> That'd be cool. Get him to get Jervis well, to sign I, it. I want you to re-say that in the shout outs because somebody might just stop listening to us. I don't know. In my brain, we're still like a radio show that <laughs> they didn't take the time to download. That they just casually flipped over the station. Right, that's not... And they were like, oh, let's, I'll listen to these guys until I get tired. But I know that's not the case. They may skip ahead, which but is fine. in my fantasy world of podcasting, I'd like to think that we're a radio show that some people go, oh, it's three o'clock. I better get on there and listen to us <laughs> both down, even though that's not happening. If they downloaded us, they're probably just going to listen no matter what we talk about. Pretty much. I listen to a lot of podcasts and they're like, well, we don't want to go too long. I'm like, I have eight or ten hours to kill. Please take as long as you want. So one thing I miss about my old job, the only thing I miss about my old job is having time to listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's a big difference. It's huge. So, all right, we're going to take a little break and we're going to be back with what, Steve? Three Die Brawl. Three Die Brawl. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about some three die brawl in Iowa City. (laughs) In I wanted to say Cedar Rapids, but that's wrong. We're going to Cedar Rapids to see Drew, right? Yes. And then we're going to drive to Iowa City to see the new Critical Hit Games at one fifteen South Lynn Street in Iowa City. Iowa City in the very cool downtown area, which I'm very excited to see. Yeah, I'm like really like. My brain is like crafted like how this place looks mm-hmm. and maybe really how terrible the parking is just because I think downtown. Well, it's, in par- it's in a parking. You can go to a parking garage. I know, but so. I think I'm just thinking downtown yeah. and like, oh, God, parking is awful. And I know whatever I create is not going to be anywhere close. Well, you know, this is, this is the cordoned off area. There's no parking on the streets. It's all pedestrian. He moved in that area that we like walk around yeah. in when the pizza place was. Yeah. Oh, this could be badass then. That's what I'm saying. I didn't realize that. Are you yes. sure you're right? I'm 100% correct. And if I'm wrong, we will never bring it up again. <laughs> if we drive and we get, turn a corner and you go, what's <laughs> But no, that's why there's here? that parking garage, because you have to do that. <clears throat> okay, I think you're wrong, and I think I'm I'm wrong. It doesn't matter, Steve. You, what are you doing? You're trying to prove me right. No, I'm just curious now. You're trying to prove me wrong. I don't know. It kind of looks like that area you were talking about. I don't know. It has cars, so. Okay. There is some cars. I don't know. Either way, I'm, I don't know I'm what really we're excited. About. I yeah. thought it was in that downtown area. I think it's close. That's why it was sold to me as close, but not the exact same thing. Cause it's, yeah, isn't that the parking garage that we park oh, at all the time? Well, it might be. Okay, we, folks, we're we really don't know. Yeah. We're going to... We'll worry about this argument when we come back from Three Die Brawl. Either way, I'm really excited for his store because 
Chance outgrew that store. Oh, for sure. So it's going to be really cool. You think it's going to be cooler because it's like down below ground? I hope halfway? so. That'd be cool too. Not that it was bad before, but. No, but I'm just I, saying. I like in basement areas. It's very neat. There's something about them that makes them feel cool, mm-hmm. except when they flood. Well, yeah. But. but you never think about that when you're a kid. I always wanted a basement really bad. Mm-hmm. And now as a grown up, when I hear people say they have basements, they always say, well, it flooded. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's the bad thing with basements. Yeah, Drew had some water in his the other day. Oh, man. Can you imagine them around here with all this flooding that we've Well, that's why we don't have basements. Well, I know. We just can't. Although there's a house down the road that has a basement. Yeah, but they're probably on a hill. Right? No, I mean, like, at the end of the street. They have a basement? Mm Mm-hmm. There's two of them that have basements. How do you know this? Did you go talk to the neighbors? When I was looking at houses to buy. Uh Uh-huh. One was for sale, and they had an unfinished basement. I never got pictures. I never went to go look at it. Hmm. You could have a little dungeon down there for cats. I know. It would have been cool. Poor cats. Yep. <laughs> Three Die Brawl is on June 8th. Mm-hmm. And then the Critter Cup Open, Gamma. Gamma, whatever. Yeah. Is on June 9th. This is replacing, this is a practice tournament for the World Cup. Yep. That's replacing the Braft. Yeah. Um, so they are really working hard to get a lot of World Cup practice games in. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of those little tournaments. It's nice. They stole our Critter Bowl idea. No, they didn't. They just needed a name. And yeah, I don't, they don't have know crit- why they picked it. Oh, well, the I, Critter from Iowa. Yeah, because the they game. have the critical hit games Critter. Yeah. And that's where I think they got it. I really wish he had a plushie of that. I'd buy it. It's cool well, looking. I would assume long term that would be his idea. I think he mentioned that was an idea. But it'll that, be a while. That would be cool. Yeah. Can you imagine how much plushies cost if you're a small store, though? Versus, like, making... Pikachu plushies? Got to be really expensive, right? Probably. I don't know. Well, you're going to order one no matter what the cost. So Steve's in for a $150 plushie. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so he can retrofit it to have... Nope. Not going there. Parts. I just wanted to support the store. Oh, okay. That was all. All right. Let's talk about the 3 die Brawl, Steve. What is the build for this tournament? Uh, each team is awarded 150,000 gold pieces to purchase skills after their creation. Uh, the creation is, what was it, 1.1? 1.1. Yeah, it's 1.1 to start with. I assume that you can buy other stuff with that? I don't know. You can buy skills. So it's 1.1 to start, but right. can you... No, you build your team after the team is created. Oh, yeah, that's right. Duh. Then you get... 1.5 or 1.5 150 on top 150 dads to of skills it's so, after it's created so yeah that makes sense most skills you can have a seven basically yeah. but and, you can freely do what you want which they changed this last year too so yeah they're allowing a lot of the new stuff the converting noggle converting nurglings plague doctor coaching staff etc etc and then your normal skills of the 150 or 20k the double skills are 30k. No stat increases. No player may have one, more than one skill. There's and, no skill cap. Yeah, there's no skill cap. And they're using the CPR version or CRP version of piling on. And it's four rounds. As of right now, this is subject to change because I haven't emailed it in yet. Right. I'm planning on playing the same team I played last year, which kind of seems boring, but Tim Lyons also had a quarantine, fully mm-hmm. painted. That was like really cool. So I thought I might borrow that again. And right now I'm going to play the Brim- Brimstone Demons, the same team I played last year. 
And really, I'm going to keep the same build. Um, Bloodthirster with a Mighty Blow. A Bloodletter as my ball carrier, so he has sure hands. Um, two Bloodletters with dodge, so they can get in positions. Uh, two Corn Heralds, one with a tackle, one with block, and then just a Pit Fighter with a guard. Um, two rerolls, 12 players. Okay. Doesn't seem great. But it worked well for, I guess, my <laughs> play style. Last year I went 2-1-1, one, and one, I think. So I did okay. Yeah. Um, hopefully I, I will not run into that slant team run by uh, AJ. AJ again. He's because, coming. So oh, Lord. Probably will. I'm changing my team. <laughs> what, do, what do I need to combat? Dwarves. Slant that can leap around the field and not roll any ones. Uh, so I'm going to break his hands. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, we're going to break his Just hands. take away his dice. <laughs> he probably uh, will be playing them. Is he going to World Cup? This would be a good environment um, to keep playing them. I don't know. I think so, but I'm not positive. Okay. Because I don't really know who's going on the other teams. Should figure that out. See, I really wonder if this makeup of this tournament is going to get a lot of people going to World Cup because then they have the second day to practice for the World yeah. Cup as well. Speaking of, I really wanted to take the same roster I did last year. Because I came so close to breaking the record of three die blocks. Uh-huh. And I really should have until I got to that last round. I just couldn't pull anything off. But I figured I should be smart and take the Pro Elves or the Elf Union. Because you're going to keep practicing with them as right. much as you can. Which I think is actually really smart. Yeah, and I can't do the exact same build that I would do at World Cup. Because it's not the same amount of points and everything. But the only difference is I'm losing one player because you can have a star player be your 11th player so i'm taking jordell two blitzers both with dodge a catcher a lineman with kick a lineman with leader and then five other linemen then one reroll Ooh. and then that allows me to have the one fan factor to round it out to 1.15 okay and and like i said it's the only difference between this roster and my day one roster of World Cup is one extra lineman. Because there I get to start with higher amount. So 1. do you 2. have seven skills on that team? On this team? Yeah. No. So your roster might be wrong is what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, you're right. Because you had to make 1.1 1. 1, yes. and then you get 150k. You're 100% <clears throat> right. Dang it. See, folks, you think we just use these going to tournament things as like filler? This is also a way for us to talk about our teams and realize <laughs> the mistakes we have made. <laughs> oh, crap. That's okay. You so, can drop that reroll. <laughs> no. You're you going really to have to make be dropping the reroll, though, wouldn't it? Well, or getting rid of that kit. I don't know. You're going to have to make some adjustments for sure. It, it's, it's a very hard tournament. Well, it's not, as hard like... as, it's not as hard as Chaos Cup. To get a to get star players on, but so it's really only still, off by twenty, right? Well, you're gonna have one fifty in skills, so that's probably like seven skills. Well, that yeah, that's because that's fifty and that's forty, so that's ninety. <sighs> dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. Yeah, you see, you need to drop off six by sixty. Yeah, which is a reroll and a fan factor. No, it's just the reroll. Well, the 60. fan factor is not a part of your one fifty. Remember that. Well, no, what I'm saying is I have to drop 50, 60 total. So oh, yeah, I get you. I don't know what you're cutting out or keeping in this. Uh, well, that would mean losing a reroll and a fan factor 
And that's a much different team. So I don't know what I'm taking, I guess. <laughs> I could just not play with the catcher. Which um, is probably the way to go. I would drop the catcher for sure, but then I still don't know where you're going to get that reroll. I don't know how that works for you, buddy. Oh, yeah, because I need... Ah, damn it, damn it, damn it. Well, some other things while you're looking at that. Some, Like I said, I'm not 100% sold on the quarantine myself. Because this is one of those... I guess this tournament's kind of tailored around Gen Con with the rule set of you can kind of, what, spam a lot of guard if you're dwarves. Or yeah. you can spam a lot of block if you're... Uh, like a lizard man team, because I hear those guys all the time talking about, well, you come to Oklahoma Bowl, you can only have three block on your lizards, and they're terrible. Yeah, the lizards seem to be the go-to team for this event. So currently, I, I know I talked about it before, but I'm down to like I think eight teams left to play every team twice, mm-hmm. every NAF sanctioned team, not the apes, um, every NAF sanctioned team twice. So. I still have lizards left in my group. I also have Amazons, which I was really tempted to play, and corn. So that's why I'm going, probably still going with corn. That way I don't have to travel with a team. And then I can have the miniatures there and get them marked off. But Lizardmen's pretty tempting because every year we go to there, it feels like I play a Lizardman team that dominates me. Oh, what was it, like three years ago? It was two Lizardman teams in the final. Mm-hmm. And then the previous year is two Lizardman teams in the final. Right. So yeah, they're kind the of the big the big fear, and this is ego. Like you know, we don't play a ton of online blood bowls, so we don't get all the practice that a lot of people do. Well, that's for sure. But what if I take a lizardman team and I go like one and three? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the unfortunate side effect of actually playing to win versus just playing to have fun. I know because then, then when you do poorly with a good, that was like the year I took dwarves and I lost my first round against Chance and his freaking Amazons. I took dwarves that same year and did terrible too. Like I should never lose Ti- to Amazons, but I did. I tied goblins, so I understand. Yeah, but I'm really tempted to play a lizard man team with like, um, what's his name? Not uh, Silly Billy, the other one, Hemlock. Oh yeah, but I know that's just not <sighs> optimal. Hemlock should be so much better than he is. He's pretty like, bad. Every time I've played him, I've sucked with him. Oh, okay. But when I played with him, it's it's play style. Yeah, I'm just not good with that. So, So, like my team, I could I need 60k. I could drop Jordell for Eldril, and everybody loves Eldril. Like all the Europeans are telling me, I don't think you should do that. I think and I should not because because for your play style, you love him, and that's uh, without a doubt. I'm taking Jordell to the World Cup. I don't want to even tempt myself with Jordell or. Eldrill, because I don't want to get used to that idea. It's a it's a running gun, high risk reward type situation. And I sure. enjoy that, so it doesn't make sense to do that. And I can't just drop the catcher because it's a forty k difference. Well, so you're gonna have to drop a catcher and a blitzer, or maybe just a blitzer, right? I I can't do that. I think. Aren't the Blitzers one? I one? think I'm just going to drop the reroll on the fan factor. And just go with one reroll? Yeah. Because. You're pretty disciplined with your rerolls, though. I've you, gotten you've very gotten, used. You've got better, yes. is what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's not unusual for me to take one reroll to a tournament. I'm fine with that. Okay. So this doesn't hurt me that much. Now, I kind of wish I could just not take any other skills. <laughs> 
Although I could just add on my second deck skills. There you go. I can't do that because that's... Well, you can get closer to your World Cup team now. I can't. I'll just take two blocks on a lineman. Okay. And then... Well, actually, you got three more skills coming, right? I know. But I don't want the third skill. Well, just do so what I, you want. I really wish I could do... Because... Okay, for the next day, I'll just tell you, I'm taking my World Cup build, obviously. But that's... My catcher has block and dodge for day two. But I can't stack skills with this tournament. Oh, with day one tournament, you cannot stack, right? But day two, you can. For the brawl, you cannot stack tournament. You cannot stack skills. Right, period. but for the critter cup, Yeah, you that's can. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I want to emulate my World Cup team for the brawl, okay. but I can't put block and dodge on my catcher no, because they don't allow the stacking. But you can get close. Yeah. I'll just put... I'll just put block on the catcher and block on the lineman and just play like I don't have dodge. It's fine. Uh, I disagree with that, but you do whatever you want, pal. You want want the dodge with the catcher. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'll do that. Just for mobility and without re-rolls, you want the dodge probably more than you want. Actually, probably dodge on those linemen would help you too. I say this and then you're going to run into the one team that has a bunch of tackle and then you'll hate my guts. It's the idea of having my seven armor. So it's just a way to keep myself alive to having those blocks. It's not even a matter of hitting people. It's just not dying. Me and you play different. Yeah. So that's okay. You do The dodge want. would be good because then I could be more mobile. And that's something I, I actually, that's a good reason to test out the team. So maybe I'll do that. Okay. Um, so yeah. J- Jennifer's going with us and I think she's going to play dwarves, but... I think she's just going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> she's looking forward to going on this trip more than playing Blood Bowl. And that's okay. Yeah, that's so. how it works. Uh, has she played any Blood Bowl since... Heck, I don't even know when the last time she played. Since Chaos Cup? Was it Chaos Cup? I don't think she's played any Blood Bowl since Chaos Cup. Yeah, she might be a little rusty. <laughs> she might be a little rusty. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I need to really get her to play at least one game before now and then. I don't see that happening. Um, no, I don't <laughs> either. <laughs> That's okay. She doesn't have to do well to have fun. No. Except she has to have fun by doing well. I think being away from everything will be good for her. Yeah. She got a new job. I, I know this is not related to yeah. 3 Dead Brawl, but she got her new job, so congrats to her. Yep, she's going to be much happier. Instead of being a teacher, now she's a school counselor. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, at least she won't have 30 of them to deal with every day. She'll just have 60 of them to deal with daily in a different environment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And more closely deal with the ones who are really bad. Probably. Yay. (laughs) She might not get hit as much. That's true. This class that she had this year, she got physically hit a lot. She is a special needs teacher Teacher, yeah so just putting that out there she's not like (laughs) really bad school it's just no no she had a couple of wild children this time yeah or however you want to look at it um disturbed not disturbed that's emotionally disturbed yeah emotionally disturbed maybe that's right um let's talk about day two okay day two is the world cup big extravaganza to practice right it's using um, the same rules as the World Cup. Same rules. 
I said Should glance... I go through the r- rules? Yeah, if you want, that would be great. And then I can make my own comments. Okay, so for the World Cup, you start out with 1.1 million. And you do have to have at least 11 standard players before you have any stars. Then it depends on... So it's... you have to take 12 at the World Cup? Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> uh, it's a tiered system. So based on the tier is how much additional cash you get for skills but that can be used for other stuff than just the skills so for tier one which is amazons bretonians chaos dwarves dark elves dwarves lizardmen norse orcs sagamen undead wood elves they get 1.16 starting tier two chaos renegades elf union so you only hold on yep if you're creating a team at 1.1 you get 60Ks of skills to start the tournament. Essentially. Okay. But you can use that for other stuff. It's not, you have to spend a minimum of 1.1 gold. So you could just not take any skills. And save it for what? No, you use it on your team, I'm saying. You can make a 1.16 team, oh, okay. but have no skills I can and have use that a for fan players. Factor of eight and Whatever. Not, okay. Yeah. So tier two, Chaos Renegades, Elf Union, High Elves, Humans, Camry, Necro. Tier threes, Demon of Corn, Chaos, Nurgle, Rodders, Slon, Underworld, and Vampires. Tier fours, Goblins, Halflings, and Ogres. So tier one, you get an extra. Tier one, you're starting with 1.16. Okay. Tier two, 1.2. Tier three, 1.25. And tier four, 1.25. Now that's starting. And then day two, tier one gets 40K. Tier two gets 50K. Tier three gets 50K. Tier four gets 70K. And then day three, everybody gets 40K. So your skills change as the days go. So really quick, do the math. Yep. If I'm a tier one team Mm -hmm. and I'm playing against a halfling team, on mm-hmm. day three, what is our team value difference? 90 plus 30. So 120. 120 is the difference? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. 90 plus 130. Well, yeah, because it's 1.16 starting versus 1.25, which is okay. 90. And day two difference is 40 to 70. So that's, so that's 30. 30. So that's 120. Okay, 120, mm-hmm. which if we were playing a league game, that's a lot of inducement money to yeah, do something with. that's an extra reroll, that's an extra apothecary. A super cheap star player, mm-hmm. a bribe. Just how it is. I've now, said this before, yep. and I don't mean, I get what the World Cup people are trying to do. They want people to try to do a variety of teams, right? Is this what we're going for? Yeah, they're trying to spread out the teams. So somebody will be encouraged to bring goblins, even though they might be better with undead because they get more value with the goblins, right? Right. We've said it many times, a coach that's really good with vampires to begin with, who takes vampires to World Cup, is going to have a great advantage over somebody who plays the undead team. Well, that's... A rookie person. I just don't... I get what they're trying to do. You cannot balance Blood Bowl. You cannot do it. It's an unbalanced game. I I will be interested to see after World Cup is over if everybody actually thinks like, you know what, Scott? These rules actually worked really good. It made things more 
even overall. It didn't it's feel It's not weird. about making the teams even. It's about getting more of the lower races and having a more arc to the turnout than just a spike. Okay. Well, it's, and it's that working did, then. that be- did play out for the UK Tournament Championship. It did. Okay. Yes. Based on the previous years versus using the new rules, it kept the Tier 1 teams lower and there's more Tier 2 and Tier 3 and Tier 4 teams. So who so, was still winning that that tournament that you talked about? Who tier 1's a Necro team and then an Undead team and they're... So st- still Tier 1 and Tier 2 teams Pretty won. much, yeah. Okay. Now, I am playing Tier 3 because that allows me... Excuse me. I'm playing tier two because Elf Union is just so good, but with that extra money that allows me to get Jordell. Okay. All right. Now, also for this tournament, you can scat, you can stack skills, but they have to be single skills, and then the second one costs thirty k. They have to be single skills. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand that verbiage. What do you mean? A single skill. Like, you rolled for a single skill. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then <clears throat> they not, can't be doubles. N- not re- rolling doubles when you skill up. I right, got yeah. you. Regular so, skill. So if I'm a general lineman, yeah. you can give me block. Yes. And then you can give me, um, what's another one? <laughs> Kick. Yeah. But it's going to cost me 30K. For the second, second one. Yep. So a human lineman w- would be 100 value Yep. with block and kick. Yeah. So okay. instead of. Okay, so it's punishing you if you start stacking like mm-hmm. your your uh, war dancers or somebody great. Yeah, so for instance, like my team that I've taken to the World Cup, the got Jordell, two blitzers, catcher, and then Bunch eight linemen. linemen. So and then the one reroll. Um, my blitzers day one get dodge. A lineman day one gets kick. And a lineman day one gets leader. Day two, my catcher gets block and dodge, which are both normal skills for him, and that's 50k. Okay. And then day three, I'm taking block on two linemen. Okay. And again, it might be dodge if I change to that. So I will test that out probably. So to emulate this at the Critter Cup, Mm -hmm. round one is day one. Yes. Round two is day two, and so on. And round three is round three. Yeah. So there's a big part of me. That wants to take vampires because I talked about how like vampires seem really broken or c- potentially could be with the right coach. But chaos seems really like you could do a lot with chaos too. Oh yeah. To any of the tier three teams, you're getting so many skills. It's crazy. Well, that's why I'm probably taking chaos. I'm going to take a tier three team no matter what, because like out of the eight teams left for me to play, to play everything twice, like three of them fall into their tier three category. Yeah. Again, tier three teams are Demons of Corn, Chaos, Nurgle's Rotters, Slon, Underworld Denizens, and Vampires. And if the, AJ is playing, can you imagine how good that's his team's going to be? You get 1.25 million. That's 150K in skills. And then 50K the next day. That's a lot. Yeah. And yes, Slon at that is crazy. If you're a good Slon player, you're a good Slon coach, yeah. You're just tearing it up. I hope, uh, AJ, I hope you have safe travels going back Saturday night. It would be nice to see you on Saturday. <laughs> Too bad you can't stay for Sunday, right? 
That'd be nice. Now <laughs> I mean, we get to test against a good coach at least. No, I know you want good coaches there. Actually, yeah. I mean, for your guys' sake, I hope there's quite a few people mm-hmm. there. I know they were talking like their play test audience have been about eight people, six to eight maybe. Yeah. But I wonder how many are staying. I'm know. really curious this year to see how many stay because it's not the draft, or how many go home because it's not the draft. Well, I'm just curious how many people travel since it's a World Cup year. Well, because that's too. going to hurt too. Yeah, because they got a lot of people last year. Well, I know Nate Bean can't go because he's going to World Cup this year. Sure. Um, Is I think Michael Lewis? Michael going? Lewis can't go because he has to save his. He's starting time. a new job, so he can't take the right. extra time. And Michael Lewis, if we mentioned before him moving to Utah, well, Brownson has a new life ahead of him. He has now moved to Memphis. Yep. I hope he's a lot nicer. What? Well, just hope. How he's could nice. he be nicer? Well, he's he's a racist. Oh, no, that's not. It's the wrong area for that talk. In Utah, you can talk like that. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I yeah. hope he's nicer in Memphis because he's gonna get in trouble, people. Yeah. No, he's he's a great human being. He's not racist at all. I know that. That's the joke. I know. So yeah. So you're going to take what team then? As of today, I'm taking chaos. Okay. Because I can get a lot of stuff and maybe even slide a star player in there. Oh, easily. Yeah. Um, you know, the, most of the time, like you some can of our, go listen to our World Cup re- report report and uh, talk about chaos. Rev- yeah. Well, we reviewed chaos. I was trying to call it the World Cup review. I'm like. Eh. In retrospect, that's probably a better name, but it's not really a review. It's a preview. Right. Sure. No, I, I probably need to. Um, the way I look at the three-day tournaments is like I looked at what teams I have left to yeah. play, and it's like, what team do I not really want to play for four games? And like Chaos was like the first one that rang a bell on that team. I like Chaos. They're fun. I know, but I didn't have a good experience playing them at Chaos Cup. Oh, well, it's Chaos Cup, though. No, that's, that's yeah. rough. Oh yeah, it was a rough, it was a rough weekend. So, I don't know. These rules are like intriguing, and then I hate them almost at the same time. So like, I because of the tears. Yes, I just can't wait for November to hit when you're everybody's back and people have some like real reviews. Yeah. Um, and I might be like the old guy who thinks like, oh, we can't change anything because it's Blood Bowl and it's meant to be unbalanced. I know I shoot that across a lot. Well, this goes back to my idea that I wish there was a Premier League where it is a series of events that don't change any rules. Every event is the same rules. It's straight from the game. And that's where you get your ranking. Because that would be interesting because you're playing multiple tournaments. So you're against saying like, let's say, Chaos Cup, the NAF Every major should have the same rules. Whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. 1.1 million and you get a skill package of five skills. Boom. Done. And whatever it is. And then there should be lead up tournaments to that all using the same rules. And that should be called Premier League events so that then you do your rankings inside of that and you know that you've played people that played the same rule set and then you could still since there are tiers you could say that each team has a different value to it so when you beat it your score goes up and down based on the tier and then you could further implement actual coach rankings so for instance a average player goes up against the world's best goblin team and loses Mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt as much as going up against an average player with a goblin team 
because you know that that's a really good coach with that team. Mm-hmm. Then conversely, if you're a goblin team and you lose to a dwarf team, you're like, well, obviously I'm going to lose, so it doesn't hurt you too bad. But if you beat a dwarf team, it looks good. And then if you beat the world's best dwarf coach playing a dwarf team, then it looks really good. Okay. So it's kind of a more dynamic thing. Hmm. Now, I have no idea how to do that. There's no way to get everybody involved in doing that. So it doesn't matter. But if I had my druthers, that's what I would do. You're just saying basically that would really, for the people that care about rankings. It would make rankings mean something. Because we both know. You can pick your choose your tournaments and go oh, like, yeah. holy crap, high elves are really good at this tournament. And then you just play that tailored high mm-hmm. elf team. You go 3-0, and then you just avoid playing them for a while until the next best time to play high elves. You could take any team and randomly get paired up the first round with a brand new coach who doesn't know no, the I, team and beat them. Right. Then randomly get paired up with uh, someone who lucked out with the goblin team who does horrible, beat them. And then that last match, you win, and well, you for just example, beat three you know two teams that don't really mean anything. The very first year I played ogres was at one of the early spiky cups, and we had doubles. Oh, yeah. Double skills counted as single skills, yeah, exactly. So I got more value out of it. I went two and one, and I could be sitting on that. Oh, I have a above one fifty, you know, ranking, and it would look skewed really. Because I pick and choose the tournament. You know, I played Ogres at Spiky Cup yeah. versus Chaos Cup. You know, so that's all we're saying. I, right. I get what, that's what you're it's saying, a big I difference. guess, is what you're saying. Like a premier event, it doesn't matter if you're in South America, mm-hmm. England, Germany, America, you can take all those rankings and say, everybody played on the same subset, so there you go. And it makes things a little bit more interesting to me. Because, so. you know... We could then do Oklahoma Bowl as a premier level event because you agree to adhere to those standards. Hmm. And then you have your goofy events. And then if you want to, like something like Nuffleween, we don't want to get away from the fluff aspect, but it doesn't go it's into that level. But yeah. it's still a ranked event. It's yeah. just not. It's open ranked event. versus yeah. premier ranked. Hmm. Interesting idea that we just tangented it on. <laughs> oh, I've had that year. I've, I've, I've laid out ways of doing that for years, and NEF doesn't care. So you're going to take pro L's for mm-hmm. two days. Elf Union. Okay. Yeah, Elf Union. I'm sorry. It's fine. I need to get up with the times, <laughs> old man. Well. But yeah, I, I enjoy the team. I love Jordell. I'm, I need to learn not to... I know my problems currently. My problems currently are I'm way too aggressive on trying to keep someone from scoring when I don't have to. Right. Because I will see openings like... Yeah, all I have to do is hit here, hit there, then jump in with Jordell, get the ball out, and then dodge out. Right. When I don't need to. I just need to sit back, let them move forward slowly, and then at the last moment, jump in, knock the ball clear, right. if that. Or just not worry about it, let them score, and then go score because I'm elves. Sure. Well, then you'll have a good, fun weekend of doing this. Yeah. You know, seven games of the same team is going to help me. Yes, it will. So... I'm still not Sunday. If like there's odd people, mm-hmm. I might volunteer to sit up because Jennifer's definitely not playing Sunday, right? But so yeah, you you guys will bow but, out and go do something else. Well, not necessarily. I, I I'm there for Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. I do want to get through these last eight teams, and this going through the teams the second time 
has taken a lot slower process just because life has gotten busier. Yeah. So I'm ready to knock two out in a weekend, especially if I can knock out chaos. I would with like this to, rule set, you know, something in that tier three. If aspect. I wasn't going to World Cup, I'd be doing chaos. I'd be doing corn and um, Bretonians because I this haven't weekend, played those in a right. tournament. And I'd like to do it just to say I've done it, but I haven't. You haven't? No. Oh, you haven't did the 24, either. but you haven't, since those become official, yeah. you haven't done those yet. I haven't had a chance. Well, I think it is smart that you're playing a lot of Elf Union. I mean, you should. I'm needing to. If you're going to go that far to play Blood Bowl, you may as, might as well give it your best shot. And so. really, the only tournament that I've given myself a pass on is Buccaneer Bowl in June. Right. Well, that's because we're gonna play it's pirate-themed. We're playing on a pirate ship. And damn it, I'm taking my pirate team that I bought two years ago to play. I don't know why you don't use that pirate team as pro El- or elf union. That's all you have to do. Just use different models. They're they're marked, aren't they? Oh uh, yeah. If, yes. if they're clearly marked, you could. I do guess that. I could. So, yeah, you're right. Because they're, they're really a didn't human. even think of that. Yeah. Golly, Steve. I'm, I'm glad we had this discussion. In my mind, they're human. But yeah, they could be anything. Yeah. I've got a lot of models. Well, pro Elf Union's easy. I mean, the blue guys here are catchers. Yeah. These blue these red guys are blitzers. You're one hundred percent right. Especially in the fact that, you know, most of your team's gonna be blitzers and linemen. Yeah. You don't have a lot of crazy positions. And the star is easy enough to figure out. Well, you should use a Jordel model for that. That's the fun thing I with playing could. with stars yeah. is using that unique model. So hmm. good, because I don't like playing human. <laughs> Dang it. I want you to play humans. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm pretty excited for this trip. And I think, you know, we've been slow to put out podcasts just due to life, but we might try to record something on the way up. A lot of it's my fault. Well, yeah. A lot of it's my fault. I agree. Um, Kids sports is like. Well, it doesn't help that you have twice as many kids, which requires twice as much time. Twice as many kids. But then with sports, and they're not even in the junior high level. Like if Wakeland's about to go into junior high and she's planning on trying to play volleyball, and if she does that, that's volleyball practice probably almost every day. Now, the difference is... That should be at school, though, right? It should be right after school. Yeah. And then we swing by at 5 o'clock, pick her up, and bring her home. Yeah. I don't have to come home, hurry up and slam dinner down, grab some stuff, go across town, wait around... You know, then come back, get my, showers. It's just... My nephew has two girls that both play softball. And they have tournaments every weekend. Oh, yeah. And they're on different teams. So the mm. one parent has to go one place. The other parent has to go the other place. And they did the look at stuff last year. And it cost them like $6,000 to do softball last year. Not including food. Not including... Uh, some of the travel and stuff because they travel everywhere mm. and it just pisses me off because it's freaking softball. Steve hates softball. I everybody. Hate, everybody knows I hate softball. I went on a rant on it in World Cup Report. I've went on rants on it in here. Just play baseball so there's something to go to. So, <laughs> tangent, not talking about Blood Bowl. Okay. I got a. Um, do you watch the WNBA, Steve? No, why would I? Okay. I know you don't really watch the NBA either, but you definitely don't watch the WNBA, right? No. We had this discussion this weekend in Texas. Gary said he believes it's different 
because then if if male baseball and female baseball were an option, almost nobody would watch female baseball. No, I don't because want, I don't want female baseball. Women can play men's baseball. Okay. No problem. Okay. Well, okay. That's my argument. Okay. Especially pitchers, because they made such a big deal out of, you know, the softball pitchers. Just women pitchers would be so easy. You don't have to bat in the American League. No one expects you to bat well in the National League. So it's not like you have to be super strong. There's a French woman who got in, in the international draft who plays shortstop and she hits fine. It's, Okay, so you're actually pro. Let's just mix this stuff. Make 100%. it one hundred percent. Yeah, okay. there's no reason they shouldn't be. Okay. Well, Gary's I thought was is like, no, you could do a. Female he's tired league, of the maybe. argument about how like people are sexist because they won't go support WNBA, and his idea is is like most women I know that love NBA basketball don't watch WNBA basketball because they just don't like the brand of basketball. It's unfortunately a lesser product. Because it's a different, it's not, it's the same rules, but they're just not on the same level as the men. That's what he was saying, and that's why he thinks no, it's, softball has never been changed. Because of if there was two separate leagues, people would always default to watching the men. Sure, but you're saying totally different than what I thought. Yeah, you mean let's mix this stuff up? No, that's the thing. If they played baseball, they could get drafted into a professional team, okay. and if they're good enough, they can make real money playing real baseball. Okay. Especially as a pitcher, a left-handed pitcher, and su- supposedly, and I don't have the anything to back this up, but I've heard before that women heal faster and their ligaments don't get worn out as fast. So with that being the case, you could have a woman pitcher who pitches you know, every four days versus every five days, and you could actually do better. Or you could put them out of the ballpen to do more innings versus the other hmm. I don't know, but with having softball being so prevalent, that never gets explored because they don't play baseball. Right. Okay. That's that's a great point. Then I, you're different angle than I thought. Yeah. I I forgot about that. So no. All and right, folks. Honestly, if they had professional women's baseball leagues, we've got there's AAA, there's AA, there's A baseball, and there's also independent baseball. You couldn't tell me if they had women's baseball that had like you know, a league of their own outfits or something that people wouldn't watch. I agree. It depends on how well they do, though. I mean, if it's, again, an NBA team can score 120 points. A WNB team can maybe score 80 points. Right. I'm not well-versed, so I might be wrong. So that's a different type of game. Now, if you had a female baseball game where they don't score any runs and it just ends up being a 0-0 drudge, then... You don't get as many people watching. Sure. Okay. I guess we're done with that tangent on softball versus baseball with Steve. <laughs> Nothing to do with Blood Bowl. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to the Iowa trip to see friends, hang out, see the new store. Yeah. Um, just get away. Nice little road trip will be real fun. Yeah, definitely. So look forward to seeing people out there. I wonder how many coming because of the World Cup thing now. You have me really thinking about that. Hopefully more. We don't know, though. Hmm. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. We're going. And even if there's only eight people there, we'll have a blast. So wouldn't that be weird? It'd be like me, you, Chance, Drew, Tim Lyons, Jennifer. There's there's six. AJ. (laughs) AJ, who's going to be And one of the local guys. 
So that's at least eight. Um, yeah, Nick. Okay. Yeah, that's eight. So, boom. That might be it. <laughs> All uh, right, let's uh, take a little break. When are we coming back with Steve? Just a roundup of new stuff, I guess. News and rumors. and. Yeah, we're not going to talk about softball. Okay. No, definitely Th- not. That's out of the way. All right? We'll talk about some more NBA. WNBA, though. <laughs> right, Steve? Sure. No, we're not. All right, bye. Okay, we're back, and we're going to be discussing just kind of a, a roundup of miscellaneous things. Let's around. get this one out of the way, Steve. In 2020, all the Blood Bowl rules are going to change. They said so in a cyanide um, slideshow. Everything's going to end. Don't buy any product. Don't buy the new dice, because we're going to have new dice in 2020, right? Uh, something along those lines. There was a press release released by Cyanide, uh, because I guess... Big Ben is now the company that's taking over Blood Bowl. So, Blood Bowl 2. So, Blood Bowl 3 is going to be made by Big Ben, they, not Cyanide? There was a mention of this whole new company, Big Ben. Don't know who they are. Never seen any of their stuff. Okay. They put out a slideshow, and one of the things they talked about showed a frame that said Blood Bowl 3. So, they got everybody wondering. And Cyanide, someone found their press release saying that um, I guess the Big Ben is doing a version of Blood Bowl to correspond with the new box set and rules coming out in 2020. So everybody in the world jumped on that as, oh my God, did you see that they're coming out with new rules and a new box set in 2020? Because this is Blood Bowl 3, so that's what they're calling it. And I sent a message to Andy Hoare, uh, who did not reply, which I didn't figure you would, because obviously legal reasons. He oh, can't. didn't like you. Well. Come on, to, he, he doesn't like you. He's had to specialist games. He I can't know. reply to stuff. I know. I figured it'd, it'd work. When Big Ben released the video, I think I messaged them directly on Twitter and asked if there's a way to get some media responses. And I was talking about Camille from uh, Cyanide, and then they they're like, "Oh no, well we're handling that now." So I'm, I actually got to talk to the media guy, mm-hmm. and so he put me on the media contact list. But then he never replied after that, and so it's, then we so come he gave to, you the let's just put a pin in that for now, Steve. Well, it was then that the press release was moved. The video was changed to remove the Blood Bowl three, and it just got wiped. But everybody's freaking out about what, what this means. What do you think it means? My opinion is that Cyanide's a French company. They worded things improperly. So I think Blood Bowl 3 is just going to be putting it on par with the new rules that are Blood Bowl 16. And I'm hoping that means that they're putting out a new box for Blood Bowl 16 in 2020 that maybe is like we've always talked about, new pitch, two new races. Right. That's my theory is it's been four years since we've had a box set. Yeah. Maybe we'll get two new teams. Um, hell, uh, High Elves and Lizardmen. Or, or Amazon. Amazons and Lizardmen. Because we haven't Something had like either that. yet. In a jungle pitch mm-hmm. that's just a little bit different so we all buy it. Yeah. And it 
and it has updated rules, which just means any little error that they had in the old stuff. Yeah. Hell, maybe they wipe out the piling on option in general. And right. And they just go, well, we're going to solve this problem by just eliminating it. And there's a lot say, of things from those rules that have not been implemented in Blood Bowl 2. Right. So I'm pretty sure that that's what they meant is it's just going to be bringing up to date on those rules. And it, you got to watch the verbiage, the new rules, because that set has a new set of rules because they published it. So mm-hmm. it has different artwork. And like I said, maybe changes a few little things in there. Not much, just errors. <laughs> and it is the newer printed rule set, if that makes sense. Right. <laughs> So that's all that means. I don't believe they're changing the dice. I don't re- believe they're changing any of the core mechanics. I now, can't imagine they would. It just it's been doing too well, although I will say that someone on Twitter sent out a photo showing that all the Blood Bowl stuff has been removed from Games Workshop. What was it? Uh from Warhammer World and moved to the Forge World part of it. Hmm. So it's no longer in the main shop. As my understanding is. I wonder how it really is selling. Like, it might be okay, but to okay to them is not good enough. Right. It's like a, like a Marvel Comics 80s, where yep. you go, oh, they're canceling this title. Well, it has 40,000 copies it sells. Well, that's not good enough for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Savage Dragon only sells 12,000 copies, and it's a premier image title. Well, it's not good enough for Marvel. Exactly. So, yes, I do wonder about sales. Um, I think these Spike magazines now are coming out every four months instead of every three. Is well, that the rumor no, or the thought? That's a different thing to discuss. We can okay. bring that up in a second. So is there anything more to talk about Blood Bowl 3? I just don't. I don't think there's I anything think we really can discuss. I think more than anything, it's Blood Bowl 3 with the current rule set. That would be my guess, too. And I wouldn't panic or worry. And listen, folks, let's. somebody told me, like, well, they change Warhammer rules all the time. Or they have you know 2.0 rules or this or that. The community for 20 years, yeah. when they decided they liked something, they just say, we're playing 5th edition Blood Bowl. We're playing LRB6. Mm-hmm. That's the rule set we're using. If you don't like the rules, we have plenty of PDFs to fall back on and play one of the old sets. Yeah, It's not going to change your local group. It's It shouldn't, at least. It, it could change some things, but yes. I just don't think it's going to happen. Let's put it this way. I'm not worried about it. And more than anything, I'm really hopeful and hoping that there's a new box set that's not humans and that would works. Be, oh, absolutely. I really think Amazons and Lizardmen would be, would be my guess. Because Amazons need to come out because, you know, need a good female representation in the game. Well, you could do... I mean, this would be a great time if you wanted to introduce something new, something that the community already uses, Bretonians... And corn, that would be interesting. But they've said no, before they're not going to do any of those teams until they get the other ones done. I know they've said that, but in a new box set, it would it would sell gangbusters. Every yeah. person out there would buy two copies to get a full team of each. Yeah, I, I for sure would. I mean, not I, like I wouldn't buy anything. I else. agree, but even if they did, like you said, Amazons and Lizardmen or any of the other teams that's left over, they, they would still do well. Yeah, the the teams they haven't done yet. We know Wood Elves is next. They have not done Amazon, Chaos Dwarf, High Elf, Kemri, Lizards, Necro, Norse, and Vampires. Hmm. So of those, Amazon and Norse make sense. 
Amazon and Lizardman makes sense. You could, I could possibly see Chaos Dwarf and High Elf making sense. Hmm. Necro could work since you would, they said Necro is going to be its own release, but I don't know if it really needs its own release. Kimri would be interesting. Yeah, Kimri would be awesome. And then pretty much Kimri and Chaos Dwarves. Well, you got to look at this list and say, like, what are considered, like, good yeah. versus evil in that setting? And I guess you got Norse could be argued, but then High Elves for sure and Amazons, right? Nothing else is really 100% we're good guys. Right. So that's why I'm thinking Amazon <clears throat> is the logical choice there be cool i'm i'm really hoping for a box set i really wish this was their game plan like every other year release updated kind of rules and then you know two races like that yeah but i'd be fine whatever. with that all right no i'm not worried about it at all so as to the release schedule we've been told many times that they're trying to release things every quarter and that has not been the case recently they've not stated any reason why but we also know that Prior to this release, the last one, like the the dice got held up a long time for those, what was it, the Underworld and Capact mm-hmm. uh, dice. I'm think, and then it's been, what are we, it'll be June by the time the Halflings come around? Yeah, first week of June. We haven't had anything this year. When's the last time we had a release? Did we not have a team release earlier this year? The Nurgle? No. What was the last one? <laughs> uh, was it not Nurgle? Was it Nurgle? What's the last team? Sheesh. Dark Elves, right? No. So we haven't had a release in a while. Put it that way. <laughs> we haven't had a release in a while. The last one was Undead. Okay. Um, But yeah, it has been a while. And- I'm thinking it's... This has to just come down to production issues with China and tariffs and stuff. I mean, it doesn't make sense for them. It's possible sales have kind of gone down some. That's also possible. Because you know how almost every new game is where people get in it, they buy everything, and then they start trickling out of it when... Yeah. Let's face it. I've seen it all the time in Magic. People buy a lot of stuff at first, and as they play more and more and more, they start to play the game for when they don't win, even though it's their play style. Mm-hmm. And then they trickle out, and eventually they're like, I'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh! now. Oh, yeah. And they do the same thing. That has to happen with Blood Bowl, just like it does with War Machine, Warhammer, 40K, all these things. Everything has cycles. When mm-hmm. it's hot and fresh and new, people pick it up and look at it. I mean, Keyforge at our shop, we couldn't keep it on the shelf. Yeah. And now people don't care that much at all. No. And it's because, one, new product hasn't came back out. So they might be killing themselves in that. But it's possible that Blood Bowl gets moved to Forge World stuff, which I'm really going to hate. But at the same time, I want everybody to remember how happy, if you would talk to us in like 2010 and said, Blood Bowl's going to come back really strong for four years. And you're going to get new dice, and you're going to get new teams, and yeah. it's going to breathe life into things. You're going to get custom pitches, Scott. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, what do you mean? Well, you're going to get a halfling pitch and a dark elf pitch, and they're going to have special rules for fluff. I'd have been all over it and said, give me those four years. I'll take it. Yeah, very true. And like your list that you were just talking about, um, there's not a ton of teams that we don't have rules for. Now, we don't have the fluffy magazines that say, here's four new star players that you've never seen before. Yeah, well, essentially, like, it's Underworld, Chaos Pact, or Renegades, and then Ogres. I don't think they're going to get their own releases because they're 
pretty much implied with what we've had. Right, we've had like, dice for them. <laughs> we've got the special rules. Ogres, they've been out. You know, there's no reason for them to do a full release on those. I mean, they could with ogres, but the other two, I think you're definitely right because, like you said, they get, they came out with dice, and they're more of a if you like into modeling, yeah, go this direction. And but you they're can also do your own thing. they're never going to do ogres. There's nothing there. What are they going to do? Put out a box of just runts. But the runts are really small, and you could put a sprue of two ogres in there, three ogres. Three Maybe. would be fine. You could get three ogres and six snotlings and then you had to buy two boxes well i'm th- you gotta think of sprue so i guess you'd probably yeah. they would probably do it two ogres and five snotlings which if they did that'd be great but i <clears> just don't think the fluff is there and there might not be i don't think the drop the command i mean the nobody cares about ogres you're probably there right. are dedicated people that love halflings they're idiots there are dedicated people that love goblins. Well, there's idiot there's, halfling players, but sadists. I like halflings out of the other ones. But let's say there's sadists, and then there's ogre players, which there's not like I don't know anybody who loves playing ogres. They're just kind of there. Okay, there might be. There, I just don't know. Anyways, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Any, just remember, folks. Even if this goes away, we've had time. We, yeah. That's fine. I, I'm. I'm happy, and it didn't really get messed up. I mean, no. it could have came out for four years and got really messed up, and then like well, half the world thinks this is the version we have to use. Like I said before, there was a big push to make what the rules are in Blitz Bowl the new rules for Blood Bowl. I know. So that's what we could have had. Sure. It's a fine game. It's a lot of fun, but it's not Blood Bowl. Right. It's a fine sports board game. Yeah. And I still think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and, it, and in the Blood Bowl <clears throat> universe. So it makes it awesome. There's oftentimes I wish I played more Blitz Bowl. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a board game wise. Yeah. It's fun and still gives me a little, just a little bit of Blood Bowl feel. Mm-hmm. But it, if you want to play Blood Bowl, you just play Blood Bowl. But yeah, I think that's my main problem with the releases. I just think that they're not coming out due to some legal reasons. Not being able to get them on time. The factories not getting them done or something well i can help them out with a thing of saying if you would put out some cards without blank cards Ugh. i know t- yeah. one guy in oklahoma that would buy every one of them for sure so anyways i think they mentioned doing a new because um what was it warhammer fest that came out Maybe. where they released the new stuff and showed stuff off and they showed the pictures of the new um wood elves and oh i haven't oh yes i didn't they also show pictures of some type of new cards that were coming mm, yes think, there's some type of cards but i can't remember what it was yeah uh, that was also where we saw a uh, deep root so we could talk about that okay i've changed my opinion on this oh really kind of so initially the opinion is that is horrible it's a stupid looking figure it's way <clears throat> too much and it's in 25 pieces what are you crazy one, I didn't know it was in 25 pieces to begin with. Yeah. Um, I, the model, I don't know if I hate it or I'm okay with it because a lot of GW stuff is painting painted awesome. Yeah. But almost in a distracting way where it looks cluttered. If, well, that's, said, if that's the right way to describe it. I yeah. don't want to act like... 
I'm bagging on these guys that paint amazing. Well, I think this is something I brought up a while back. Axia left. So uh, Giuseppe, Mm -hmm. he used to be one of the artists there to do a lot of the painting. And his stuff was amazing. But he left. And now whoever is taking over and painting the pro models, I don't think the paint job on that looked that good. And the last release, there were some paint jobs where I was like, I'm not really digging this. Well, they're all better than us. Well, for sure. I'm saying sometimes GW models have so many things going on Mm -hmm. that look so realistic, it doesn't look realistic, if that makes sense. Yeah. I I don't know how to describe it, because I don't want to say they're awful painted. No, they're definitely not. It's just they're not Mm. painted optimally for being photographed. they're, They're very busy. Yeah. And when I see super busy, it makes me think ugly almost. Well, it's, and I don't know if it's that's kind of right like the colors are too close together, where Axia had the good ability of making disparate colors, so stuff okay, pops that, out. That might be it. You know, like there's a squirrel on the halflings or on the tree man, and if you paint it the same color, like natural earth tones and stuff, mm-hmm. doesn't pop out as much. But if you make it a bright red or make it just clearly stand out it looks better sure but again we don't paint um, so what do we know so we're talking about the tree man yeah um i saw today i don't completely hate him how somebody but... was really excited to build this model kit mm-hmm. and to do you know there's times i think some of us including myself deep down kind of forget what gw is a gaming company with models? I think they're more of a model company. Yeah. I mean, Always behind the scenes, they're more of a model company that can play games with your toys. They make games, so you buy models. That's right. what it's always been. And there was somebody, I think, online today that was excited to put this thing together. And then I saw that it was a million pieces. And I thought, holy hell, if that thing was even half price, I wouldn't buy it now. It's literally no 25 could, pieces. Because I was thinking about me me or my children accidentally dropping it. Yeah. And it shatters like a glass jar on concrete mm-hmm. because I didn't use the right super epoxy to keep it together or something. It's also 40 pounds, which is... 50 55 bucks well that's the reason i'm not or 60 bucks maybe i do like more i, I do know. like a different tree model just to have one that stands out as this is deep root but and i'm, I'm with you on that however it's just so big it is a 40 millimeter base this game uses 32 millimeter bases why that is ridiculous. And I get it. You want a big, imposing model. And for a star player, okay, maybe. Now, if they had released regular trees to go along with this, maybe I wouldldn't care so much. I think that's the main issue. But they are and that not was releasing. My, my issue, too, is if we had like a regular tree mm-hmm. and deep root, I would probably not even care because yeah. at that point, people can decide what they do. But here's um, your halfling team, and you get no trees aside from deep root. Except now they're releasing made to order the tree mans from fourth edition that we were just talking about and the halfling hot pot, which is like a halfling chef. Which I really want one, but I don't want to pay whatever price they're asking. Exactly. <laughs> so But yeah, the the old trees are great. I love the old trees. They're one of my favorite models. Well, thankfully this model, this new model is not on one foot. Yeah. But that only scares me that the real tree men, if they ever come out with any, which 
they're probably not for a long time because that's why they're allowing metal ones to be recast. Right. Um, Which that's what bugs me is is don't bother with the star player that only plays for one team. Yeah. One team. I agree. Why would you waste your time and money and modeling time for that? Well, and it's ridiculous. And a lot of times you don't get to in a league setting, you rarely get to play this guy. Yeah. And in tournament settings, you have a better chance because it's halflings because a lot of them try to get a deep root. Mm-hmm. That's like a strategy. And most people would take deep root. I don't know. Um, but why would you not make it half the size, make it a regular tree and just put it out there so people can buy two of them? Well, my first thought was, is why not make it a regular tree? And then Forge World makes some extra pieces that yeah. you could change a regular tree into deep root. For sure. Like the upper proportion yeah. of the body. But they don't ask me. Nope. And really, seeing this guy excited tonight, today on Facebook because he gets to put this model together, it's like, you're excited for the modeling side, which is not what I'm in it for. Nope. I mean, I appreciate it. And if I was younger, I'd probably, if, probably if I had no kids, I'd do a lot more of that stuff. Yeah. But my life is just, my time's t- wasted in a different way than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. So this model's definitely not made for me. It's not made for 90% of Blood Bowl fans. That's well, they, a problem. They don't care because they're going to get their 40 pounds from a few and that's going to be enough. That's crazy. That is just, that's my main issue. It's a star player that plays for one team. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the regular pieces to go with that team. Right. It's just, no. I guess we're going to save our ideas of the halfling team for when they actually come out next week. Yeah, we'll discuss the full team. Okay. That's not a big deal. So if the they, model was cheaper, would you care? Let's say it's 25 pounds. It's at Forge World, so no. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't keep up with... I will buy stuff that goes to the store. If this, If they made a regular tree and it went to the store, I'd buy it. Okay. I might buy two in case I ever want. No, I'm not going to buy two. I'm not going to lie. I would buy one. I'd keep it sealed because I'm That's never going to use the new stuff. Right. I have the old stuff. I've got a second and a third edition Halfling team. I don't need a, a new one. Right. But no, at Forge World, I'm not buying most of that stuff. It's way too expensive. It like I love the cheerleaders. I haven't broke down and bought those. Yeah, I think they look nice too. Because what am I just... going to do? Spend $150 to get four sets of cheerleaders that I'm never going to open? <laughs> I agree. They're not made for us though. No. I mean, I don't know who they're made for. They're made for somebody. There's a guy at the store, uh, Nick. He has all the goblin weapons. He's excited to maybe play them one day. Yeah. And he's a Warhammer player though, so... Buying stuff off Forge World and paying a ridiculous amount of price just doesn't bug, bug him. I guess not. And and if I could just willy nilly drop three hundred bucks and get and all that's the stuff, why I think like awesome. really they don't care because if you care about the model, the model you can go to their their website and order a model from the yeah. modeling company. And oh yeah, they have rules too if you want to play this game. You're not <laughs> wrong. I mean, it's just how it is, and I think maybe I'm. Keep thinking that they're a board game company, you know, a game company, and they're they're really not. They also pissed off some people too because when they're talking about they're re-releasing the hot pot and the tree, uh-huh. they're re-releasing those old uh, Warhammer World referees that came out when the game first started. Which ones? The, the halfling few- and the goblin referees. Oh, the ones that they said they're never going to release again. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, so a lot of people paid way too much money on eBay for them, and now here they go. Wow. Which again, I can you fault the company? You can only fault them because they said they'd never be released again, and then they did. Right well, now, they did they have... literally say that? I don't know. We right. all assumed. Right. Um, honestly, folks, you don't. I mean, those things have no use really, and they're way oversized models. Yeah. I mean, compared to the other ones, they're pretty oversized. Yeah, they really <laughs> are. And yeah, what do you do with the referee now? It's just a sideline piece. Yeah. I I know some people collect. I mean, sure. If, if you want that model, go for it though. I think they're it's a cool. model company. Oh, they also released Willow, who showed her off. Mm-hmm. She's again running and has the ball on one mm-hmm. foot. Um, I was excited to hear that they made a model because I'm one of the few people in the world that actually takes Willow to tournaments and everybody makes fun of me because she's not optimal. And I, I like to play with her. And I thought, well, maybe this is a model I'll buy. And then I saw it and I was like, I ain't buying that. Yeah, she's such a weird one. She's, I know. And most not... people don't agree with me. I like her. But she's also only plays for three teams, Amazon, Halfling, and Wood Elf. So this is probably them going, well, she works for both. And again with the tree. If you make a regular tree instead of deep root, it works for Halflings and Wood Elves. We all knew Wood Elves were coming afterwards because Halflings were coming. You then do Wood Elves because they share a tree. Right. Why do you not have a regular tree out? Unless it comes out with the next release. And then that's after everybody bought Deep Root for way too much money. I mean, if you ask me, I would have a regular tree. I would offer the old tree so people want two different models yeah. for their halfling team. And then I would have a different kit that you can change stuff on one of those trees. Well, the old trees Therefore, are metal. No, I'm are... talking about the new one. Yeah. So it could be Deep Root. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't know why Willow is on... Yes, logically, she can get the ball. I get that. She also has two agility. Most people, like 99% of people are not. She has three agility. Does she have three? I'm sorry. She has three agility. She's four, three, right? Yeah. Five, four, three, eight. Loner, dauntless, sidestep, and thick skull. So maybe maybe other people use her differently than I would because I don't have her in the ball. Yeah, I mean, she's got sidestep, so that makes her better than a halfling, I guess. So tell me, who who in the world of Blood Bowl do you know that's used her on a team besides me? Nobody. Right. Literally nobody. And every time I put her on a roster, people well, tease me. I think in our home league, someone took her one time. Yeah, was it probably. Alan that was playing halflings? Uh, I don't know. But I've used her lots. They hated her. Yeah. And she's just way too much for what she does. Right. She serves no purpose in that team. I like her because she's more a mobile. semi-mobile than... blitzer. Yeah. Okay. That's what I like her for. I, yeah. I get the deeper theory, yeah. but I like somebody that can move more instead of just moving Fair two enough. or three. So. I still don't think she's needed as a star player. That's but... fine. Anyways, I was hoping that the model would be pretty badass, and it's not for me. Yeah. So, therefore, I... I want to buy these things. They also released the mutated Minotaur that was only available at the Warhammer World event, whatever it was. Yeah, Warhammer Fest. I thought that was kind of cool. It'll kind of neat, but again, it's thirty pounds. Oh, I'm not saying that's in no. my price range. I'm just saying that model looked pretty cool. Uh, let's see what else was new. There's a new Blood Bowl story by Graham Lynn in Inferno Volume Three, which apparently is a magazine that comes out now. 
Okay. Uh, blood. Um, like a war, 40K. War, Warhammer Journal f- number three. Okay. Got to find it somewhere. I guess it's at magazine shops. I don't know. Hmm. Haven't okay. tracked it down yet. Okay. It's probably at Games Workshop, but that's away from us. I wonder if it's a two-page story or a 12-page story. Oh, it's what? a short story. So okay. the same size as the ones that... Because okay. he's done another one for the book. Okay. Um, the new NAF coin or the new NAF gift was released, which is a coin that has a bribe on one side and the face of Nate Beam on the other. And according to him, he had no say in it, and they put it on there, um, and everyone hates it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Do they hate it? There's been a lot <clears throat> of blowback, like, why are you doing this? I can't believe it. And Nate, I like Nate. Nate's a great guy. I really don't think he had any say in it. They just wanted to honor him. Let me tell you something. I don't know Nate super well. We've had some conversations. Yeah. He doesn't strike me in any of the slightest thing that wants to draw attention to his like self on a coin. Like he needs that for his ego. No, definitely. Would he like to argue maybe rules and thoughts with you? Sure. Yes. He has thoughts on that stuff, but I've never got the impression of like, this guy has to have a look at me ego thing because I've been at tournaments with him, and the only time I've really spoken to him is a head nod at the beginning, and if I was, like, playing back-to-back with him. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to be like, he's not me. That's for dang sure. So I can't even imagine he has anything to do with this. The truth is, is they're probably starting to run out of ideas for this yearly thing. So they're thinking, like, well, we can repeat the coin as a bribe token with the next president's face on it, too. Right. That's probably it. And that would be funny. And then you get the history of the fine. year, and you commemorate the president. Which is and, fine. I'm just saying, I don't believe in any way, shape, or form this was him. No. It's just such a, it's a misfire on the gift. And I would probably say it's safe to say that if anybody believes that the president himself has a ton of power in the NAF. No. That's full of crap. There was, I, every, I ran it, for president one time, and then I saw, you know, you don't really... You're more of a figurehead that answers to stuff. Right. Um, you can try to get stuff passed, but there's a committee, and it's a committee of people that tend to not want to change much. Right. It's like the president being the president of the United States. You might have all these ideas, and you sort go of. in there, but you still got to convince a whole bunch of other people to go on with it. Unless you make up bullshit and sign executive okay, well, orders. We're not going to I'm do, just saying. Yeah, I know. I got you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, all these false promises of, I'm going to change this tomorrow as soon as I get elected. Yeah doesn't happen no not there what color were the dice i know i've seen them but i cannot remember i think they're those bright orange looking things yeah i was gonna say bright red but i think you're right you looking them up so those are red aren't they are they orange orange. okay so either red or orange one of the two (laughs) i'm you're probably right logo's red so that's definitely not red okay it's like a reddish orange orange a burnt orange maybe uh, burnt orange is like light, Steve. What? The University of Texas is burnt orange. Yeah. Orange is like the orange for OSU. He doesn't even believe me, folks. This guy's a, a real jerk. See, it's not burnt orange. That's burnt orange? Look up red orange. <laughs> We're going to Google colors while we listen to our podcast. See, that's more of a red orange right there. Where are your point? Kind of a day glow. Okay, yeah. Okay. Either way. All right. We don't know what color it is. It's some weird orange color. It's red or orange. We don't know. But it's not 
Red, red, because that's in the NAF symbol. <sighs> Are you tired of the NAF dice? Yeah. I mean, it's really cool. I don't care about them, period. You don't care? Never have. Never used them. I thought the white ones were cool because they looked like official NAF dice. So here's something I thought about last mm-hmm. week at work. If Does GW still like owe, own the, like trademark or copyright or whatever to the old symbols it's nebulous to say the least okay because I was for them to like, own a copyright you can't copyright a game mechanic you can i'm talking copyright about- the symbols maybe but to copyright the symbols some of them are arrows so you can't really do that so you have the skull the both down the pal and the other now you can say that they're copyrighted but the NAF put out dice, and they didn't sue them. Now, they may say they had explicit co- agreement. So if my, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not for sure. But if they don't fight copyright use, then they're giving up the rights to it so people can use them. So I think if the NAF wanted to make them, they could. They're just at risk of pissing off GW, which well, is where the issue has always been. Okay. So could someone else make them? Oh, well, I guess then if the official governing body of the rules made dice, then they would hinder maybe people buying their own new dice. Right. So therefore, they wouldn't want them to do that. Right. My thought was, wouldn't it be cool if we had the retro dice that still came out through the NAF? For sure. With different colors and yeah. speckles or anything like that. But yeah, I guess you're right. I guess this is a dream world. See, folks, this is why we need Blood Bowl to go under so the NAF <laughs> can start making old block dice again. Uh, they, they wouldn't, though. I don't think they would either. Because it's all about the agreement with GW. I think it's time to do something different with those dice. Like, there's a symbol for the NAF that's like this ball with spikes. Mm-hmm. It's like like, a, the world like a round ball. Yeah. I think Not it's a, the World Cup symbol. Okay. See, I'd love a pair of dice with that. Yeah. And they should have done that this year for the World Cup or something to commemorate it. But, okay. again, we're not on any committees. Well, or or even have a membership year on them. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's just something to make them... Switch it up. A little different. But it's hard to gripe when it's so cheap to join the NAF and you get a free gift. It's just free gifts. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the bribe token alone is cool. Yeah. And definitely worth five bucks for your membership. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're asking me. So, I'm not trying to gripe about the value we're fine with it we're just but not we're excited also, by it we're That's also weird people that every year change tournament dice well yeah of course you do i know but there's a lot of tournaments that have um oh not, well, yeah they they keep the same icon and they just change the year date mm-hmm. and we find that boring that's just our personalities yeah we're not knocking them we're just saying that's different and then the last thing for the new stuff was a very interesting experience. Um, Death Zone. They that game on the computer. The really crappy one that you hated. The really crappy one on the computer that I hated. Um, they released some new teams, and then they had this. There's a some Warhammer event going on, which is basically like uh, skulls for the Skull Throne, I think. And as part of that event, they were live streaming a lot of different games. Well. They live streamed Death Zone. Yeah. And I guess Big Ben is also the company that's taking over that. So Big Ben got the license for GW stuff. Okay. 
and they live streamed it. And I'm like, this is just going to be a train wreck. So I have to tune in. And before I tuned in, I went online to check out Death Zone to see how many people were playing. Uh huh. I found a website that kind of gives like how many people have played. Steam doesn't release through numbers, but it kind of like finds out through numbers. So maybe a thousand some people have downloaded it or whatever. Okay. Most online at a time has been three <laughs> ever, which is not a good thing. Um, and then this is according to your source. Yeah. Okay. And then I go online and I look because they have, they've made some changes since the last time I played. <laughs> they have seasons now and it's on season five. I'm like, okay, cool. And I look and it has one game played. I'm like, okay, well, I wonder who played in the previous seasons. Seasons one through four, no games. <laughs> Zero. Nada. Wow. Um, so, season five, shout so, out to Dr. Ido and Jolly Roger, who I don't know if they listen, but they were the ones who played. So, there's been one total game streamed and or played <laughs> until the stream that I could tell. Oh, that's good. Now, this game is very frustrating. It's you got five people on the pitch that you have to control, and you can you they want you to be able to use, the, I guess, the keys to control them by one through five. But I can't keep that straight because I don't know where they move around, who's who. So then it just becomes clicking with a mouse to try to grab them and tell them where to go. And it's a it's annoying as hell. But the guy who did the stream, he could get games in. He was able to do it fine. It wasn't horrible. It's still not a game that I care about. Uh, he used the the magic spells that they have to good effect and all this and it was fine I just it's it's so weird and it is a, they did reiterate that it is an early access game but it came out in july of 2018 and it's still early access hmm. so i don't know when it's going to be finished on the stream they did state that more teams are coming they're going to be doing some more changes not sure what they wanting to implement a progression system to get skills which I, I i i don't know man and then he decided to go online and play people well <laughs> this was early in the morning because they're over in france or wherever uh -huh. and i was just watching the stream in bed and i'm like huh i should get online and see if i can get a game in so he plays he, pl he streamed four games against somebody Three games were against the same opponent. And, like I said, there's not a whole lot of people online. So, I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. It's the same guy again and again and again. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I was logged in. So, I saw he was searching for a match. So, I did my searching for a match. Tried to time it up because I knew that he's going to be ahead since the stream's a little behind. Uh huh. We matched up. And it timed out. It because it sat on my screen and on his screen saying looking for a match and just kept going and going and going. And then said, we, we matched and it said preparing match and it timed out. So I'm kind of curious if maybe he was playing an in-house person like someone in the studio 
had mm. logged on to make sure that they played each other because they you know right. it's going to look bad if you go to play someone and nobody's there's online. nobody online so i'm pretty sure that that's what happened there hmm so i thought that what was what did he say during the live stream when it didn't ha- happen just said that there must be some issue going on huh. and then uh, he decided to play against the computer hmm you threw him off by being online. I think I might have. Why do they keep wasting their time with this? I honestly don't know. Is the long-term plan to have some microtransactions maybe going on? I, I don't get it. Huh. Like I said, I've we've given away codes to it. We've told people to play it, and I'll play him online. Nobody's played it. Nobody likes it. I've seen people online, and it's... It, there's a review section on Steam where you can they have a forum for the game and the whole forum is just people bagging on the game hmm. talking about how it's poorly implemented, they can't control stuff and blah blah blah. I I know they're putting a lot of work into it, but I just don't get it. Well maybe they're not. Maybe you think they're putting a lot of work into it. Well, they're reusing a lot of the assets from the regular game. So hmm. that a lot of that's cut down. Someone's putting time into it. Okay. He did have a Death Zone t-shirt on. So I kind of want to get that just to <laughs> right. have that. But remember Dungeon Bowl? Mm-hmm. They put that out. Never did anything with it. No, I played it a few times. Yeah. I actually kind of like that, but I could never find a lot of matches. Yeah, that's the problem. I, I have been on multiple times trying to find someone to play. Never happened. Hmm. Can you still play regular Blood Bowl online? Not too often, no. You cannot find somebody to play? Oh, no, you can. Yeah, there are okay. plenty of people to play. I just don't get on and do it. I should just get on there and play for fun to play the computer, since my computer's only good for that. Yeah. Blood Bowl 2. <laughs> oh, the first one? Yeah, the very, very first one. Oh, I don't know. I think people still play it. I mean, I can get on and play the computer, probably. You just get a better computer? and. Eh, I'm not ready to upgrade yet. Play 2. My computer's not giving me any problems, so I'm just going to be the old man who just keeps going. <laughs> At least you have one. That's something. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird to say, but we have friends who don't have computers. Yeah, we have friends who have a computer and no printer. It's like, why? They're 50 bucks. <laughs> Get a damn printer. Yeah, and they they make tons more money than us. That's weird. So yeah, that's a rundown of all the new <sighs> stuff and weird stuff. Did it leave anything out? I don't think so. This is a whole lot of mishmash of... Not really sure where to put stuff. No, I agree. It's stuff that I like talking about. Yeah. But I just don't know where to go with it. I don't know. That death zone, man. What if it becomes amazing? No. Why don't they come out with a better little phone game? I would love to play Blood Bowl in my spare time. That game was... Wasn't that also called Death Zone? No, that was Crunch. It was... Was it called Crunch? Yeah, Yeah. it's Crunch. It was just barely okay. Barely, yeah. I got tired of it pretty quick. I played it a lot. I got to the end end levels and then just couldn't do anything. I was trying to get on the leaderboard and it never happened. I didn't want to put enough. I didn't want to put that much time into it. People who play phone app games have to suck in a lot of time to be on those leaderboards, or they just pay a lot of money. Oh well, there's that. I played a fishing game and I really enjoyed it, but. There were, you could tell, like, there were Russians or Chinese who either were cheating or just somehow scammed him for a ton of money and were just maxed out on everything. 
It's just like there's no way to catch that. Hmm. All right. Well, we wrapped up this segment. Yep. I guess we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back with some shots. Sounds good. Time to end out this episode on another high note. High note. Your note. It's time for shout outs. Works for me. You like that? Yeah. Should I do that all the time? I don't care. Why? I, shout outs! I have no dog in this fight. You like shout outs better. You like the scream. Uh, it is what it is. It's been consistent for like nearly 100 episodes. Well, more than probably. Well, do we do shout outs on every episode? I think so. Oh, then well, maybe not. I don't maybe, know. Maybe so. We're going to really change up everything. Let's address that rumor right now. <laughs> Where are we? Yeah. Issue okay. 100. Episode? Episode 100. We're getting some new co-hosts, right? Sure. Steve is leaving the podcast. He's going to do World Cup Report. It'll be over All by the then. time for even the next World Cup. <laughs> Leading up to the next four years. I am going to start a podcast about board gaming with a start date that we haven't decided yet, so mm-hmm. it's never going to happen. Right, that seems fair. It's going to be called uh, Daughters and Dice, so I'm going to play board games with my children, only dice games. You could just have a, a podcast that you say is going to come out and say you have a podcast, and then it never comes out. Right, but I'm going to have a ton of about. stuff about it that I give away in contests. And, and Johnny, uh, I was talking about Zorpcast. Oh, I'm not talking about them. No, Zorpcast never comes out anymore. Well, they've been busy. Sure. They have new, new lives. Yep. Extreme is running yeah. all the time. And Johnny's, man, a big celebrity in Denver. I heard. So, good stuff for them, though. Good life stuff, I guess, for them. Right? Good right. habits? Absolutely. No, so for shout-outs, let's see. We have, We're really not going to talk about what happens in episode 100? We're not doing anything different in episode 100. No, we're going to. Okay, what are we doing? Well, Steve's going to show off. He's going to reveal the tattoo he got. Okay. Because he's going to get a tattoo soon. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to talk about, what did I do different? I'm growing my hair out. Oh, is that what it is? Steve's going to go to a shaved head. Are we going to switch And I'm roles? going out with long hair going forward. I would happily do that. Golly, I would not trade that. <laughs> I know. You just need to accept that we look alike. And just shave your head. You Once you go there, you would love it. I know this. I'm in this neighborhood over here, and we have amazing time. I'm 100% with you. I would love to do that. It doesn't matter. You need to accept your fate. We, we would totally be twins then. So, Danny, the the neighbors, like the people that live behind you. Okay. Lacey and, and uh, Matt or whatever. Yeah. Their fa- her father, Danny who babysits the child, we were talking the other day, and he was talking about, like, so everything going good for you and Jen and all this stuff, and, you know, you'll, y'all look like you're pretty happy and all this stuff. I was like, yeah. He's like, so how's your brother doing? <laughs> and I said, my brother? He's like, yeah, you know, the, he bought the house on the other side of the street. And I go, well, he's doing really good, but he's <laughs> not my brother. You mean my ex-roommate? He's like, yeah, he, any your brother? And I was like, what made you think that? And he's like, what y'all look alike? And I was like, we're not brothers, though. He's like, oh. And I thought, isn't it better that he called, said that me and you were brothers instead of like 
a couple. I got upset that you said we're not brothers. Huh? I got upset that you were not brothers. You're saying I should have just played it yeah, along? we are. Maybe not by birth. I just, you know, I was always <laughs> thinking that they probably thought like, oh man, Scott hooked up with this dude. And oh no. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, no. if you hooked up with a dude, he wouldn't be me. No. And if I hooked up with a dude, it wouldn't be you. I would hope not. So, I just don't want to hook up with you. No. I'm. You don't need to keep telling me this. <laughs> You want to hook up? You keep telling me this like every week, and I don't ask. You want to hook so up? So it sounds like you're protesting a little too much. So you want to hook up? See, that's what I'm worried about. I heard about. A, me- a meteorite's coming, and it's going <laughs> to land in about the next 30 minutes. You want to just hook up? I guess at that point, yeah. <laughs> Let's do some shout-outs. <laughs> My brother. Uh see. First off, we got Michael Yule. He's one of our favorite Canadians. He entered a contest, apparently, from comments on the website. Yes. And some other people messaged things. They saw the comment as well. What is this? So <laughs> when I put up the website, when I updated the website for the next podcast, right? I threw in a thing saying like, hey, if you actually read these things, email in and we might have a contest. Okay. So we had some people respond. At least one, if not a couple more, right? I didn't realize it was an actual contest. Well, He's I, the only one I that mentioned it, it was a contest. I said it might be a contest. I'm just more curious. I don't know what I wrote. It's on the website. Okay. Now people are going to go and look at the last episode and see what I wrote in there. Mm-hmm. I've done this before in the past, and somebody actually caught it in the notes. Yeah, so. it has happened. So we'll see. Maybe we'll have a drawing for something in the future for those people. But it's locked down now, so don't do it now. It's too yeah, late. I would, I would say the World Cup shirt, but, you know, he had an option to buy one at the tournament. Right. He didn't want one. Right. So we, Or we, he did. I don't know. The next episode will have a contest for that World Cup shirt. Okay. Is that a deal? Sure. It's been a while that we've had it. We eventually need to give, need to give it away. Well, no. We'll do it next month. We'll, okay. ha- we'll have a few weeks between now and then. So they have some really good contests. Sure. Like, if you get a Blood Bowl tattoo, and you can prove... That it's fresh? <laughs> that it's fresh. We will put you in this... <laughs> the first person to get a both down tattoo. If you go spend $300 on a tattoo... <laughs> <laughs> you can have a t-shirt. You can get a t-shirt that costs $30. <laughs> I like the both down tattoo. As I say, I just give it to you, because you were the first one. But somebody besides me. Wouldn't that be awesome if somebody else was walking around with our logo on their arm? Yeah, I guess. But then I'd feel obligated to him in some sort of way. Like what? I'm like, we're not that interesting to put a tattoo on your body. Oh, bro. 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 I've been like using that like jokingly to people. Yeah. And now it's really starting to become part of like my daily language. And well, you then know I don't what... want to be the bro guy. Well, what's sad is I'm the howdy guy. Because oh, howdy's incredible. I've always said, you know, howdy, just as a joke, like, oh, howdy, you know. But now people probably hear it enough from me that they probably think that's actually what I say. But I don't really say it, but except I do, but only oh. as a joke. So when I worked at FedEx, and I started, I probably told this before on the podcast. Uh, when I was in training, to go in FedEx, you know, I'd walk into a business, give them a package, and I was like, "How's it going? Mm-hmm. To be nice." And the guy pulled me aside and goes, you're taking too much time. I go, what are you talking about? He's like, you're taking too much time. Watch. So he goes in. He says, howdy. And everybody kind of giggles or laughs. Yeah. And they say, hi, back. They sign the thing. We walk out the door. We go on to the next delivery. 
He hmm. said, the problem with you saying, how's it going? You give them an opportunity to, speak. to tell their story and yeah. you have to listen or you're going to piss them off. And you can either choose to be the rude guy that walks off because you don't have time huh. and you're fake, or you can be the howdy guy that they might chuckle, but they'll sign your damn thing and move on. And I started using howdy and it was faster. Life pro tip from Scott. Yes. So because... that's why a lot of times I, I'll say, see people and say howdy because it's still friendly and it'll be, you know. But you're not opening up a dialogue. You're not you're opening up. acknowledging their existence. Right. And I started using that as in delivery and he was right because you know the first time he wasn't around at some places even if i knew the person better i thought well i'll give him a how's it going mm-hmm. and then i had to hear this life story like oh my mom started she got yep my mom's oh, it's doing okay the, but know. i guess well how are you doing well i'm fine just trying I, to get sorry, packages man, done I like to talk more but i gotta go you know well, it's a hot day out i sure yeah yeah so you learn to say howdy hmm so don't get mad at the delivery guy if he says howdy. Just sign the sheet and move on. That's Because it's still friendly and not rude. Yeah. So anyways, I'm glad you're the howdy guy now. I'm howdy duty. <laughs> uh, see, we also got a message from Gary No. He's running the Crossroads Blood Bowl event. They're at 14 people out of 20. It's September 28th and 29th in Elmira, Ooh, New York. That's a lot of time to... What I'm saying is, yeah. is you better sign up now because... Only six people spaces left. And that's at www.crossroads-gt.com. Cool. So we have a shout out here for Nathan Ketchline, who still listens to podcasts, but I guess doesn't play Blood Bowl anymore. I still wish he would paint like the last 10 of my guys. Yeah, he's our buddy from Austin who was an incredible painter. Incredible painter. Nice guy. Cracks me up. I still remember every time like I really get mad at dice rolls. He says, like he said, mm-hmm. you're getting mad at math. Don't get, don't get mad at math. <laughs> I've told, I've invited him to the pinball festival a few times, but he doesn't mm-hmm. like to leave Austin. Okay, that's fine. Um, it's a nice place. I wouldn't want to leave either. So Nathan, if you ever change your mind, there's money on the table. I'll pay you a lot of money <laughs> to finish painting my chaos pack team in your style. But anyways, yeah, he, moving on. He said that he loved the Nifton stuff and says our podcast quality is great in sound and substance. Wow. He says top notch. That's even better than great. Mm-hmm. He also mentioned the idea of like adding to the forum a post game quote from the coach, which would be a nice little fun fluff addition. On the, the actual, what he's talking about is the tournament form that you turn in. Yeah. So you could say like, I really hate playing Phil Bonerick because he's a jerk. Well, no, you, you would put something from the coach of the team. Oh, like so I'm the... Smiggly Snailbites, mm-hmm. the coach for the Middenheim Manglers, and I really hate playing this jerk from Chicago. <laughs> Everybody from Chicago six. Yeah. Go Goblins. Yeah. Pretty much. No, I, I kind of like that, though. It's a neat little idea. Uh, we also had a comment on, from Lockseed7 on iTunes. He put it in February 22nd, but we haven't checked iTunes in a while. Ooh, let's see what he says. I've been listening for a few years and it's still very good. I'm sorry. I messed up his whole quote. It's not very good. It's just good. All right. Quote, I've been listening for a few years and it's still good every time. Both Down has consistent release dates. His title was My Favorite Blood Bowl Podcast. We do have fairly consistent release dates. We, For the most part. We have averaged well more than one episode per month that oh, yeah. we've been around, which some podcasts average like four episodes a year. 
Well, we also Sometimes. don't miss a month technically. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we haven't. I mean, it, it might come close <laughs> to where we're a couple days short here or there, but you know, whatever. Um, that's pretty awesome, though. Thank you, Lockseed Seven. I wanted to give a shout out to some people who placed some orders with us uh, after Oklahoma Bowl. Obviously, we have a whole lot of swag. Whole lot swag? of swag. What's whole, swag? A that... lot of swag left. That comes from Killywoggy. I guess Killy-woggy so. Swaggy is swaggy. Swaggy. It's very swaggy. That's your style. I am very swaggy. So if you wear a t-shirt with an overshirt of Megatron, that's swaggy. I don't have a man. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you do have a Megatron shirt. I haven't seen that one in ages. Do I still have I don't, that? I don't know if you still have it, but that's your style. So that's the Did kilowog that? style. That's swaggy. Huh, okay. We just made up a new world. Put, put it on Urban Dictionary. Okay. Free World uh, Cup shirt if you enter this into Urban Dictionary <laughs> and can prove it so we can search for it. Uh, swaggy. So anyway, some people who ordered some swag, since we have a lot left from Oklahoma Bowl. Uh, Jeff Ortega, Casey Hagan. Uh, he also says that he is in Central Oregon looking for new players. So if you're around there, get in touch. I can send it to him. Uh, Johan Mata, longtime fan. Albert Machado also getting some stuff. Awesome. Did they get some signed prints from Pete? We've got some signed prints. Uh, one person bought a pitch. One person nice. bought some dice, etc. Just a whole bunch miscellaneous stuff. Cool. We do have the pitches up for sale on the website if you would like to donate and help us out. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Kevin Kilbling? Is that how you pronounce it? Keebling? Sure. Uh, Big Fluff Aficionado. He said, thanks for the continued effort and hard work. Appreciates every episode. Um, so, therefore... That means he's really going to like this episode since we, you know, grind through Blood Bowl Magazine too. Mm-hmm. And then I had a message from Jimmy Fantastic on Twitch and YouTube at Jimmy Fantastic. And he says that he's streams doing Blood Bowl art sometimes. And he wanted to make sure that we were okay if he had the podcast on in the background. It's like, I don't see any issue with that, but thank you um, for asking. Uh, I have an issue with it, but so right now we're tied one to one. Why would you have an issue with it? I really don't have an issue with that. Okay. I didn't figure you would. Man, maybe we should like tell him like which old episodes to play, so the people and entice people who are new listeners to actually go back and listen to the old podcasts. I'm just trying to think of a way to work this to get more downloads. I don't think we need to worry. <laughs> It's not going to make a big difference. What if we do an exclusive episode for his Twitch stream? That would be annoying on our side. Well, not really me. You <laughs> edit everything. Well you, well, you still have to sit down and record. You're going to find time to do that? We'll just record ourselves playing a game in the, the background. <laughs> Fair enough. We could do that. No, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. No. I mean, if we get to the point where people like, I was going to download your podcast, but I already listened to it on Jimmy Fantastic Stream, like, then... Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks anyways. You still listened. That's all we care about. Well, that's true. So, shout out to Jimmy Fantastic. It's just a great name. Is it? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic name. Yeah. Or it's very Jimmy. Jimmy Hat. Jimmy Hat? What does that mean? It's a condom. Jimmy Hat. Why is it called that? I don't know. Were they shorter condoms? Like they only went over the top? Just I barely? don't honestly know. It's just a name. Is this a real thing, Steve? Yeah. A Jimmy hat? Yeah. That's a Did name Did you hear this it. in a rap song? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they're throwing down those hardcore lyrics about Jimmy hats. 
I bet they're in the rap lyrics. Okay. Well, not. we have a Google machine in front of us, so let's check the Google machine. <laughs> yeah, look at Jimmy Hat rap for, lyrics. For for the record, I knew what a Jimmy Hat was before. <laughs> There's a a Jimmy from Boogie Down Productions. I don't even know what that is. Boogie Down Productions. You don't know who that is? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. See lyrics with Jimmy Hat. Oh, it's going to be a lot of lyrics. There's a NoFX one. Boogie Down Productions, like I said. Oh, I guess that's... I still don't know who they are. There's an Ice Cube one. So there is. See? Warning when having sexual intercourse with a female like Cheryl, you must use Jimmy Hat condoms. There's got to be a brand of condoms named Jimmy Hat. Well, Google, if there, if Google machines. Not, we're going to edit this and we're going to create our own business. Male condom, also called rubber. <laughs> Urban a, Dictionary of a Jimmy Hat. Just a condom. Yeah. Wow, we need to start a business called Jimmy Hats. Don't you think? And just sell hats. Yeah, actually, let's take it totally away from the condoms. They're just hats with like the reservoir tip on the top. Oh, God. That would be amazing. <laughs> We're sorry, folks. This is this is the part um, of the episode where we still enjoy talking to you, but we just we want to talk about there whatever. There doesn't appear to be a business called Jimmy Hat. Okay, well, if you would like to take this idea with us, we'll go ahead and be partners with you. We will accept, uh, we'll be selling shares into the Jimmy Hat business for, what, $100 a share? Sure. And that'll buy you 1% of half of the profits. Golly, what if, what if, what if we styled this around Jimi Hendrix's, like, iconography, so we could spell it J-I-M-I, Jimmy Hat? I don't think we need to go that far. I think we're okay. Just have dumb hats called Jimmy Hats. We, but I like the idea of the reserve top because then you have a specific style that's called the Jimmy hat. <laughs> the Jimmy it's just hat. called the Jimmy. Reservoir tip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the things you think about on the end of the podcast when you don't know when just to shut up and call it done. Okay, I think we're just going to shut up and call it done. Are we? All right. Well, we'll see you folks in Iowa. Enjoy this episode if you have. Or I guess you already have either hated it or... Yeah, it's been a long day. No, it hasn't. We always say that. We were supposed to start at 10 a.m. It is now 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That's because I didn't get over here till 12. This is very true. But I told you we'd start at 10. Yes, you did. All right. We'll see you in Iowa, folks. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if not, come back next month. Maybe you'll enjoy that one. We'll see. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F A T F I N L E Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is both down approved, send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. The fuck if I know, everybody? Take that out loud. I plan to.